Welcome back to the Character Corner with Chris and D-Palm. We are here to finally wrap up part three of the Rogue War Character Corners. We are, um, and this is going to sound like a bold statement, but by the time we get done with it, I think everybody will agree. We are here, we saved the best for last. We are doing Flash Villains. I know everybody's going to be Flash. They're the best. Trust me, by the time we're done with this podcast, I think you're going to agree. Would you say so? I, look, I said this from the beginning. This is this is a long running argument slash joke with one of my friends who's a huge Batman fan that I always say, like, "Oh, Batman, the second greatest Rose Gallery in comics," and he loses his mind. <laughs> and I just kind of troll been trolling him that for about years now. But I think that after we make our case for this, however long we record, I don't think it's really in dispute. No. Let me put it this way: we don't have any new care, uh, reviews. So again, remember, send us in your reviews. We'll. Uh, for the podcast, goes five star reviews. We'll read them on the show. Uh, do it there. But let me put it this way, and, and I think what happens is we we compare rogue galleries based on how popular they are. So it's like Spider Man and Batman. They're so popular that we automatically think their rogue galleries are the best. Well, it's because the top's so strong. Like the, right. Batman, you say Batman, you say the jo- you say Batman something. Like, oh man, the Joker, mm-hmm. and they go off on Heath Ledger or or, or mm-hmm. Nicholson. Because it's been so well portrayed in the mainstream. Even Spider-Man with the Power Ranger Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Like, people know who Green Goblin is. Right. There's, a very, there's been very little mainstream exposure to the, the, the rogues here, which I think kind of works in their favor. Yeah, well, I think they're, and we'll, again, we'll go into this as we go through there. Them being underest, underestimated and, and underrated is the thing, like you said, that works for them. But I want you to think about this. Think up, Think about... Who these rogues are and who they go up against. All right. So Batman rogues go against Batman, and Batman is a great strategist, great fighter, things like that. But he's still just a man, right? Just a man, man in a bat suit. He got billionaire, got all these gadgets. He's 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 great. He's still just a man, right? Spider Man again has powers. He's Spider Man, but for the most part, when he first started off, just a kid. So you're literally having bad guys. You're getting beat by a kid, high school kid. Right? Yeah. Flash rogues, day in and day out. <laughs> I, I I can't stress this enough. They go up against not one, really not two. They really go over. They go over the manifestation of speed in the DC universe. They go toe to toe with the fastest man alive, and his Flash family. And they win a lot. And they win a lot. <laughs> That's the craziest All right? part. And they give him hell. All right? Absolute hell. And it's not on some trick. Like, when we go into really what these characters do, like, we're, we're going to slowly get into think people like Captain Cold. But I, I want you to understand, Captain Cold whoops Mr. Freeze's ass <laughs> easily. <laughs> he gets mad when people – like, there's – I found a panel where – I think it's from the New 52 where – um. Think this when uh, uh, um, Flash is somebody killed a rogue and or killed somebody and Flash is going around and talking and and, and they did it with, did it with cold and with with with, with something with, uh, with ice or freezing and so he's going around talking to different cold villains in the um, DC universe. So he comes up to Freeze. He's like, "I'm surprised you're even asking. You're telling me you didn't consider one of your own. What do you call them? Rogues? Of course I did. Very first thing. Captain Cold was reformed when Brickley was killed." Uh, then he has some explaining to do because flesh would only transmute to crystals upon exposure to tri- uh, temperatures below absolute zero. And cold is the only one of us with a tech that will do that. 
he would he would whoop the fuck out of Mr. Freeze. It's he gets and offended thing is because and we'll get this and this is a larger theme on the rogues. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze is crazy. Right. Captain Cold is not. These guys are not crazy. No, They're, some of them are crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you're right. Some of them are crazy, <laughs> but they have something that other people don't: real organization. Exactly. They have a. They're basically a union. All right. They pay like, dues. Right. They have a union of supervillains, and they have a cult. They have a, a code, and it's just. And again, we're talking about the rogues here. Again, when you talk about rogue galleries, the the only ones called rogues are Flash villains, all right? Everybody else, super villains or something like that, Flash actually has a subset of villains that are just the rogues, all right? And we're going to go into all, try to get as many of these Flash villains as possible, but there's other ones in here that are just, like, here we go. Grodd is not technically a rogue, but he is terrifying when you think about it. Grodd's one of those fringe rogues. Like, he's not technically part of the, the union, but... Well, they know they can call them when they need to. Yeah, and it is terrifying. So it's just, you know, you have to understand. And when they go up against other people that have that 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 take that don't take them seriously, it's not a fight. <laughs> it's not no. even. It's not even close. To it's a fight. mugging. <laughs> like there's again, we'll get into this a little bit later. But there's a moment when um. Uh, these new rogues are coming in. I think Penguin have put together these new set of rogues who had taken some of the rogues' old stuff, and the the uh, Captain Cold and and Heatwave and the rest of them they run through these motherfuckers so terribly. It is not these these rogues are not defined by their powers or weapons. No, as as Chris is talking about, these imposters come, and we will talk about this because it's <laughs> one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> They just get their asses. <laughs> like it is, it is, like, it is not pretty, and it's just like it, it was actually one of the first things I read in this. Cause I was just like, cause I was looking online, I was like, wait, new rogues? Who the fuck are these people? And I read in their like description of new rogues, like, yeah, they came across the real rogues and they got their asses whooped. So I was like, I gotta read this. So I went and read it, it, and you're like, oh, I was like, this is this is that was embarrassing. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> so it's just like you got to understand what they go up against. Okay, they're going against. You know, and, and remember, so a lot of them started with Barry Allen. Barry Allen's a scientist, so he's no he's no slouch. He's no right. he, he he's he's not somebody. And again, remember that the, the not only that, but with with the Flash's powers, he can you know he can read he can, he can he can learn faster. He can do so. It's like you have somebody who is like you said, the manifestation of speed. In the DC universe, if you're talking about speed, you're going to talk about the speed force. And when you talk about the speed force, you're talking about Barry Allen and Wally West. That is what you have. All right. They literally are the connecting tissue of the DC universe. And you have a set of villains that either that, that give him hell, beat him and survive repeatedly. All right. And that's not even, here's the thing. We're not even getting into the speedster villains yet. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> which is that's a that's a whole nother le- level of the rogues don't like runners. They don't. They don't like speedsters. That's that is their thing. But there's also this the thing where, and you get into it with that that the, 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 was fin- final countdown. Rogues Revenge. They also don't want to kill. They don't. They don't want to kill certain speedsters either. So it's like this game. Like, let me see if I can find uh, the panel I had. It was um, it was shortly after uh. I guess not shortly after, but it was after uh, uh, Barry had died, and uh, there was a there's an issue. Oh God, what issue was it? It's like ninety three. 
it's an issue where uh, Captain Cole gets out of out of out of uh, jail, and they accidentally invite uh, somebody. Trickster thinks it's a joke. Uh, invites uh, Wally West to uh, <laughs> to the to the party, <laughs> and he shows up. And uh, let me see if I can find the panel here. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, so here we go. Um, so they're talking. They had, they had some. Uh, they, the party gets out of hand a little bit. Flash and the rogues. And, and this, this happens kind of often. Sometimes they actually team up to take care of a, a. You know, in this case, not really a bigger threat. It's some other some other people that came in and kind of trashed the hotel. So this is Captain Cole talking to Wally. Thanks for taking out with us for the cops. No problem. Without you folks in the Rose Gallery, the damage would have been much worse. <sighs> yeah, Rose Gallery. You know we're pretty powerful. We can control heat, cold, light, and the weather. We can walk through walls, change the uh, change the elements, and become invisible. But practically gods, we should be running. We should be ruling countries, empires. Instead, we spend our lives knocking over jewelry stores and trying to outsmart uh, outsmart Barry Allen. We fell into his trap. Trap. He made it a game, a game of greed and revenge. Kept us distracted, plotted against, uh, plotting against him instead of doing what we were ca really capable of doing. We should have been Caesars and said we're just clowns. Well, maybe, but there's one thing I know for sure, was that you guys sure know how to throw a great party. They get along. I mean, yeah. like, there's... And, it's, and I'm not saying they get along like, oh, they're buddies, but, like, there's a working relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone knows where they stand. And when things happen, certain when certain things happen, it's like, all right, we gotta kind of, we do, we all kind of love the city, right? So yeah, and, and that, again, that happens a lot. Thing. The other thing too, and again, we'll start getting into these individual uh, rogues in a minute. But the other thing too to remember with this is for a good portion of Barry Allen and Wally West's existence as Flash, another advantage they have, or another element they have over, say, Spider-Man in his rogue gallery and Batman in his rogue gallery is. For the most part, a lot of times, the rogues know, and most Flash villains at the time, until I think Identity Crisis, knew who Wally West and Barry Allen were. They knew that they were the Flash. There was no secret identity. Right. And that adds another level to, to this, to what's serious about this, because this involves getting his family and friends involved. This involves them in the middle of a fight. Come on, Barry. You know, you can't, you can't take us down. You know, it's just like there's a more personal level here that you don't see Batman. And, and again, it has to have that special. It, it has to have that respect because even if, even if you don't really like somebody, when you start using a, you know, on a first name basis, it becomes almost a competition more or less than, you know, just disdain. Like, you know, right. uh, 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 Batman has disdain for his rogue gallery, right? right? And it's a little bit different. And even with, it starts off a little bit weird with Wally because um, for the longest time, the rogues look at him as just Kid Flash. They call him Kid Flash, right? They call him Kid. <laughs> like even when he, yeah. even when he's, when even when Barry dies, he takes over. Like there's one point in this issue. I can't. Let me see what issue number this is. This is, uh, it's, it's uh, issue 19 of volume two of the Flash. And there's a uh, Golden Gliders there, uh, uh, Snart's sister. She's talking about how much she hated hated uh, uh, Barry because Barry's the reason why her boyfriend at the time, top, the top, died, stuff like that. But it's just like, oh well, you know, he's dead now, and well, it's you, so it's okay. Like I'm, it's just like it's not there. And even Wally doesn't have, didn't he had to build that respect for he the ropes. It. He had to earn it. Like they just. They just didn't. For the longest time, they did not respect him. And I remember there's another issue somewhere else where they're like, yeah, for the longest time, you know, he was still trying to, 
you know, and we covered this in the, in the in the Wally West character corner. Right. They're like, yeah, he's still trying to learn the ropes and stuff like that. But they were like, yeah, they're like the rope talking about themselves was like, yeah, but now Wally's just as good as Barry right now. So it's like we can't, you know, we can't get away with the things we used to get away with because you know he's not Kid Flash no more. He's he really is there, um, and it's crazy. Uh, and then there's when uh, Barry comes back, mm-hmm. and. At the time, and we'll get into what happens with Rogue's Revenge and why they're getting this revenge and what it's for, but they were going to retire. They were like, I think it's done. Time for us to move out of here. You know, time to just move out of um, the city. We're done. And then they start realizing it's like, oh, my goodness, the Central City Flash might be back. Like, Barry Allen might be back. And they're like, maybe we'll stay. (laughs) Maybe, you know, maybe we'll we'll see how this plays out. And the game is back on now, you know, because they had lost their appetite. Before, but now yeah. it's like, wait, hey, the- Barry makes it fun again. Mm-hmm. So, but um, all right. So, uh, how do you want to? I mean, obviously, you want to kind of do the main rogues kind of in the middle, I guess, and then get into the speedsters last. Let's deal with some of the the ancillary. Well, before we do this, I wanted to say something really quickly before we get too deep into the podcast. First of all, I love hearing the excitement in your voice talking about this already. <laughs> I can tell because we talked about this on Super Tuesday, but people don't may not listen to that. This is this is the podcast. This is the one that driven Chris to remember how much he loves the Flash. Yeah, this is this is my rebirth. Like it's like Wally West <laughs> tapped me on my shoulder, and I was like, "Oh my God, Wally! I just didn't. How I can forgot. I forget you? How can I forget you? Yeah, man. It's just it it made me realize how little hope I have for that Flash movie now because I don't know. Just seeing the costume, seeing how they deal with the little things. Um, Everything they've shown us so far is not inspiring confidence it's not because i don't think they respect the rogues as much as they should and in turn when you don't respect the rogues that means you don't respect barry you know if you think yeah his 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 rogue gallery they dress really funny and they bring this up all the time and even in rogues they kind of address that they dress in funny costumes and silly costumes they have silly names but they are not jokes they're farthest the furthest thing from a joke and if you treat them as jokes by definition, you then treat Barry Allen and Wally West as jokes, too. And you just can't do that. And so, yeah, you're right. No, I'm very excited about going into this. So, All right. And another thing I want to say is uh, we're going to touch on some of the Silver Age stuff. But I want, this is people ask why when I see the name Jeff Johns that I light up. Mm-hmm. And they ask why I value his contribution so much. This The stuff we're going to talk about today is why. He made the rose. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I went back and read some of the Barry Allen stuff. Like, a lot of the, like, Captain Cole and them, they come from, you know, Silver Age. They're all Silver Age characters. Like, like oh, yeah. let's just be very clear. There's a cover. What is it? It's Flash 174. It's the greatest cover in comic book history. From Volume it, 1? Volume 1, uh, November 1971. Oh, number 174. It's the one where Barry's on the ground. The Flash logo's over him. And all the rogues are, are on. It's called the Stupendous Triumph of the Six Supervillains. Yes. It's one of the best comics. It's one of the best covers in history. Mm-hmm. The Silver Age stories matter. They matter a lot. Yes. But what Jeff Johns does is with these characters in yeah. his, what, 55 issue run? Yeah. He gives them he respect. He redefines them. Yeah. You, you give them respect. There are several of them in here that I'll pull out. Like, the, there are some solo issues. I, I think Johns did them all. He did all the rogue profiles, yeah. Yeah. The ro- and they're just. Like there's one for uh, Heat Wave, there's one for Mirror Master, the second Mirror Master. You could Master. do this podcast just off those. Yeah, I mean it's it's incredible. You read them, like there's one on 
Captain Cold. The Cold with, one's so good. Oh my goodness! It's him getting revenge <laughs> on the, the on the man who killed us, who killed um, Golden Glider, and it is you. You go through that when you're like, no, he's not to be fucked with. <laughs> like you no, just, no. you know, it's and it, and also it humanizes him even too. Like at yep. the end of it, it's just like you know, maybe I'm not as cold hearted as I thought I was. You know, it's just, it's just, it's so good. So yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah. So let's start with some of the characters that didn't get rogue profiles, sadly enough. Um, these are going to be smaller rogues, people who we consider ancillary rogues. But I'm going to start first, just because I am a I'm I'm a fan of of the old school. I'm going to start with some of the newer rogues. These are rogues that were invented either in part or in whole by Jeff Johns, but who've come to really uh, become thorns in the side of of the of the runners. The first one's Murmur. Um, Murmur's gross. Mm-hmm. Murmur's disgusting. Murmur's a serial killer. Murmur is a surgeon who was introduced in Flash Iron Heights in August of 2001. He went crazy. He now finds ways to kill the voices he hears in his head. He cuts out people's tongues and then ha- infects them with a virus, turns a person's lungs to mud in approximately 90 minutes. That's disgusting. Yeah, the, the frenzy virus, right? Frenzy virus, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Um, also introducing that same issue, Iron Heights, Gerger. Uh, it was a, um, a man who was who had sexually assaulted a female coworker on a work site. He was shoved into a vat of steel by the guys who did it, who uh, who also worked there. Valid response. He, that, you know what? Hey, so far so good. <laughs> but he lived. So far so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he emerged with a body made of scrap metal, and he joins what we call the new rogues. We'll get into that later. But what happens is, and it's I like his all his appearances because he's always this tortured, hulking beast. But then all you have to do is add water to him because he's arrested out. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the running joke for everything. Because it, yeah, it's just like you you start feeling sorry for him, then you remember his background, and you're like, oh yeah, just add water. Well, yeah, it's so funny because he, they had him uh, at one point. He's fighting Wally and and, and Nightwing mm-hmm. in the museum, and Wally's like, "Well," and then and Wally's like trying to go toe toe with him. He's you see the internal monologue. Like, he's just tough as he and the rogues. He got maybe as strong as Grodd. And then you see him collapse because Dick turned on the uh, sprinklers. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, that that also kind of would have worked. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> rain. My arch nemesis. <laughs> this motherfucker's like the he's like it's like M Night made him. It's like Mister <laughs> It's like the dude from Unbreakable. Uh, <laughs> Mister Glass. That's yeah. Exactly what he is. Come on, yeah. Oh man. So those are two rogues that are going to come back up as we talk more into the game, but. These are just, like I said, minor rogues that don't have major storylines around them, but need to be introduced anyway. Double Down, mm. we've seen him on the Flash television series. We had him, uh, we actually had um, all three of the, I think Gerder was on, wasn't Gerder? You're right, Gerder he, has been on. And Murmur. Murmur was the guy they accidentally killed from high school, I think. Mm-hmm. They retconned that, and then um, Murmur was on the flat or an Arrow. Arrow, yep. Okay, yeah, and so Double Down, and that's the other thing you're going to realize is that people say, oh no, what do you say the Arrow and, and, and Flash are so comic booky? When they're dragging characters like third tier rogues <laughs> as their bad guys, that's very comic booky. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's just the way it is, and uh, they do it in a way that that respects the characters. And no matter how weird, and that's what I'm telling people who just watch the show, no matter how weird they sound on the show or how weird they're presented, they're much weirder in the comics. Yeah, no, it's w- w- way more weird. Weird, yes. Uh, double down on the show. I believe he had like a a, a mystical. He had like he could he could. There were radio sharp cards made of other people's flesh, I think, in the show. Mm-hmm. No, it was his own flesh. They actually, oh, his own flesh, they, but it replaced they, itself, right? Yeah. 
So the visual in the comics for Double Down is a lot different. Uh, this one, he lost a card game and killed the man who won. The deck of cards from the dead man came out and covered uh, Jeremy Tell and became a skin. He can now control the deck and slice it victims with razor sharp edges. But in the comics, they show you the muscle beneath the cards when he pulls mm-hmm. them. Yeah. They make it really gross. Yeah, yeah. If you Which think, I applaud. I think it's great. It's one of those um, things, too, like you said, when you're talking about The Flash, and I've heard people go, oh, like, even with, like, the time travel stuff with season two, and people are just like, I don't know, man. They got. I'm like, you guys don't understand. It's way more complicated and way more comic booky in the comic book. Like, it's, like, this stuff, they're doing something, uh, uh, like, it's, trust me, it's weirder in the comic book. It makes sense, weirder. but way weirder. <laughs> um... Have we had Tarpit on the show yet? Um, I, I, I thought maybe they did. I think so too. I think they did. Okay. Well, in the comics, he's a brother of a drug lord. Um, he gets into prison and he figured out he could move his mind into objects. Unfortunately, he got stuck into a vat of tar. Mm-hmm. That's the origin. Um, him versus Wally is always funny because he can't really feel pain. So Wally has no qualms about just you know disrupting his form. Yeah, we did. Do, we did. They, they did do uh, tar pit on the show. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Um, let's see. Uh, more rogues. These are less less current rogues, but more just kind of um, rogues that don't really require that much going into. Rainbow Raider. Yep. Who they've somehow did they put Rainbow Raider on television? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Ugh, we're all the luckiest, man. Rainbow Raider. Um, so in the show, he's able to. Uh, commit his crimes by uh, using the light to influence your actions. They did a great job with him on Rainbow Raider. In, I mean, the, I think it was better than the, the comics, honestly, on the show. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Jeff Johns always did this thing at the end of his run where he would tease out things he never got to do. And then you saw that the Rainbow Raider had actually become a team of people mm-hmm. <laughs> in different colors. Yeah. And so you got like Indigo fighting with Cobalt. And I'm, it's one of those things where you're like, I wish you had a bit more Rutschies. Because now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Where were you going with this? Sir? Um, You know when they did also? The, again, it's so weird that they've done this, they've done some of these characters on the TV show. Turtle. Oh, save the trouble. Yes. The turtle is. So this this goes back to Golden Age Flash villain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another villain called Turtle Man who's, in, who's not as important and different. The turtle has been retconned with, uh, Jeff, again, Jeff Johns. He can now steal speed, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Yeah. There's, just, there's an issue where Wally's, I guess he's been arrested for something or other, and this is back with his secret identity back, and he notices that the turtle's wrecking havoc, so he's got to stop it. So he tries to go into speed mode and run out of there, but he realizes that everything else is frozen, and he's stuck moving at normal speed. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is a lot longer to get changed when I have to actually you know, get to right. think about it. Right. This is boring. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, uh, but Rainbow Raider eventually died. Uh, Turtle, um, is become their kind of anti, anti-speed, uh, escape hatch now for the Yeah, Warriors. I want to say, that, like, that was one of the things I can't, I think it was, was it, was it Rogue Wars they used him for that? Yeah. yeah. They basically, they basically kidnapped Turtle. The Rogue used kidnapped Turtle was like, don't bother following us. This is our insurance policy. You can't, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to follow us because we got, we got Turtle. And the old man. We got the, we got the old man. And it's just like, you got, you guys are some assholes. <laughs> the panel's just Mirror Master's got, he's got Turtle by the, by the throat. Right. Don't bother running. Got another old man to provide the getaway. Right. He's here. Your speed don't work. Right. You're like, what? <laughs> It's like, it, 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 was, it was like 
insect repellent for the flesh. <laughs> it really was like, all right, well, I guess it's not going to work. He's right, guys. Right. Back it up, go home. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, some more rogues that we want to talk about quick. Magenta, uh, formerly a girlfriend of Wally West, who had multiple personalities. One of those personalities has magnetic powers and hates Wally West. So that went about as well as you can think it went. Mm-hmm. Let's see. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna get into. Um, they did uh, Zoo... Peekaboo. Or you want? Or you... Peekaboo. You're right. Yeah, Peekaboo, New Rogue. Yep, we did. Um, our... She's again been on the show. Like that's the other thing I did researching. This. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, they've done they, a lot of the minor ones on the, the show. Guys, yet? Huh? There's some bigger guys they haven't brought in yet. Yeah. Well, some of them they're actually gonna be bringing in the season, and I'm very. We will definitely get to that. Yeah. But Peekaboo. Yeah. She can teleport. And in the, I don't know if this happens in the show, but in the comics, when she teleports, things explode. Yeah, I, I don't think that happens on the show. And also, when you, it, if you touch her in some kind of way, so there's like the first time he comes across, while he comes across her, he ends up having to move so, fa- and he keeps touching her, moving so fast to see if she kind of finally, like, like what's what's the limit of her powers? And so right. that's how he has to take care of her in that case. But it's like, and um, she's actually kind of a tragic character because she's. When you introduce her, she's doing she's doing these robberies, she's doing these things because I think she has either a sick father, or a sick family member, sick father, yeah, a sick father, and so it's like it's one of the things you don't you, you kind of feel bad for her, but um yeah she was on the show and I like you said I can't remember if she explodes when she when she teleports or not I can't remember. All right, so let's see what we got here. So what's well, anyone else? Any other minor rogues I missed? No, I don't think. I so. think we covered most of them. Oh, blacksmith. Well, that kind of covers. We'll cover. We do the kind of. Well, yeah. Go ahead and cover right now a little bit. <laughs> so, Blacksmith is a uh, someone who came to Keystone to try to become the new mob boss of Keystone and start her own rogues. And uh, she recruited the current mayor master and some of these other younger rogues to try to to try to take over the city. And uh, it didn't work. Yeah, she had. She ran the network, yeah. which is basically the underground black market for supervillains. And she, was she in charge of the secret society at one point? I don't think so. No, 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 no it wasn't her. It that was, was Libra. There we go. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. She tries to take over and like you said, it doesn't, doesn't go well. Here's the thing. Um, th- th- you don't, Keystone and, and Central City belong to the rogues. You really, really, really should just take that to heart. <laughs> right. Just, you know, that just, just, just trust them. Just sign. They, they, hey, listen. They, they're a union town. All right. That, that's what. That's how you gotta. That's how you gotta realize when you when you're doing crime in those two cities. You gotta realize it's a union town, and either you sign up with the union, or they're gonna show up with baseball bats and break your legs. All right. You don't cross that line. Instead of baseball bats, it's cold guns and heat guns. Right. <laughs> right. Or lightning and yeah. It's just. <laughs> it's a problem. It's, Bottom line is, it's a problem. Yeah. You can't just roll in and you're gonna be doing business in Keystone mm-hmm. or Central. All right. Don't do it. Yeah. No, it's just not. It's, it's not. just easier if you just say no. Just say, you know what? I'm going to re- reconsider. It's easier to reconsider. Trust me on this. It's not It's not in your best interest. It's definitely not worth it. So now we've dealt with the fringe uh, rogue villains who are invited to rogue functions, who uh, have a standing invitation to join, but who Cold would not recognize. And I'm using Cold here as my viewpoint because, honestly, he's the boss. We'll get to him in a second. Mm-hmm. He's the boss. He is. He's, he's the union boss. And uh, I think it's funny because as we're doing this, I know this isn't going to take as long as the Batman or Spider-Man ones. Yeah. This is why I said but not to... because these characters are interesting. It's because there's very little to say about them beyond, oh, yeah, you won't fuck with him. Yeah. You won't fuck with him either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's talk about some of these uh, core rogues. Mm-hmm. I'll start on the outside and work our way in. Dr. Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be on the season of The Flash 2. Who I think is going to be the big bad of the season. Uh, I No, I think it's going to be uh, uh, Salvatar. Salvatar? Yeah. So it's going to be him. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll save him for the speeches, but Dr. Alchemy is definitely going to be up there. So, yeah. So what you got to realize about Dr. Alchemy is he's not a rogue. Mm-hmm. By any stretch. Like, I'm going to call him a rogue for the purpose of this conversation. He's not a rogue. He's a scientist. He uh, has what they call the Philosopher's Stone. If you ever read, was it Harry Potter or any of those books like that? The the the, the that's what that's what the stone is. It's one of those things that transcends all, all types of media. It allows you to transmute any any item into another element. And what happens is Doctor Alchemy eventually gets caught. He goes to jail and he sits until he wants to leave, <laughs> and then he leaves right? <laughs> because he can summon the stone from wherever he is, and they can't stop him. This is the first example of you really can't stop the rogues. Yeah, they they're just like okay, we'll 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 visit jail for a little bit. <laughs> it's convenient today mm-hmm. for me to be in jail. Yeah, um, Doctor Alchemy is interesting because he wants to examine the Flash almost as a scientific curiosity. Yes, he wants to understand how the Speed Force works. He's a scientist, a deranged, crazy scientist, but a scientist nonetheless who's very scary. I think at one point he threatens to turn all his uh, Blood into formaldehyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the level of power, who we're talking about is a fringe rogue. And this, and this is somebody that the rogues deal with sometimes, like you said, because and like you said, you can just they just appeal to him on his. Oh, I want to be able to, you know, I get to have the body when you guys are done. Okay, all right. Oh well, then yeah, let's do this. All right, yeah, let's just do that. You know, so. And as you're talking about scary, creepy, unhinged rogues, Grod. I'll let you talk about Grod first. All right, so um. <laughs> You have your your super uh, super smart talking uh, gorilla who is super strong as well and terrifying because he's also a gorilla. That's bad enough. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. But then you add the ability, the mind control, and the mind the the, the 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 abilities of his mind there. And and when you get into again, we'll talk about New Fifty Two stuff a little bit. But in New Fifty Two, they changed it up a little bit and they gave him like a connection to the Speed Force as well. And it just kind of made him more like he's terrifying. There's a, I can't remember what it, it what article it is. It's like there's a there's there's a, uh, um, I'll I'll find this. But there's a there's a uh, graphic novel that just covers like you know it's like the Flash rogues right. And one of the issues is Grodd breaking out, and he breaks out. Like there's this company, uh, and it's when um I think it's when. Uh, blacksmith is trying to wear down Wally West, and she's trying to she's trying to capture get get all the rogues coming to her on her side and things like that. And he escapes. Grodd escapes from this transport system, right? And Wally eventually takes him down. And he looks around. And he goes, you know, sometimes you forget just how dangerous Grodd is. And it pans out, and it shows you how much destruction there right. was in the city because of Grodd, like. He's another one of those characters. You go, oh, it's a fucking talking monkey. Fuck that. <laughs> but then you see what happens. And on top of that, Gross also the starting point for so many other things. Gross the reason why Zoom exists. Yes. Without Grot escape, uh, uh, breaking out and, and basically snapping Hunter Zolomon in half, Hunter doesn't go to become Zoom. You know, Grot is also the one that originally kind of broke some of the rogues out and that leads to them becoming the rogues. It's like Grodd is just a problem on so many fucking levels. 
the issue you're talking about is 178. Uh, it's beginning at one of the beginnings of John's run. Mm-hmm. And you're right. He breaks it. He gets broken out. And uh, I really like the way John's did it with Grodd. Because it's not just, like you said, it's not just the big strong. Like, Molly makes the joke sometimes, the Flash is versus Super Gorilla Grodd. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way they used to build him in the Silver Age. John's did a really good job of making him not just a physical or mental threat, but making him legitimately scary because... I'm gonna read. I'm just gonna read from the issue you're talking about. I tried to put on a stoic oh, face. I was just, I was just gonna read that. <laughs> just, oh, okay, go ahead. I tried to keep on, put on a stoic face and keep from shaking in my boots. The creature's name is Gorilla Grodd. He's an animal from a lost city of evolved primates in the middle of Africa. Whoever had him incarcerated, obviously the one that you never did to Grodd. They made him mad. Grodd is the only villain that's ever given me nightmares. First time I ever saw another human being murdered. Grodd snapped a man's neck, almost took his clean, head clean off, and Grodd didn't even blink. I hear a scream in my head as Grodd works his way into my mind. The monster's mental powers have obviously returned, playing with my fear, twisting my perception of pain. In in one of those panels, when he's when you're doing that, you literally have this, this this image of Grodd, and there's just it's just a bloody smile on his face. Yeah, like I think that's one of the things that again we'll see a connection with with John's and stuff like that when he did with these rogues. He takes something that can be silly. Cause, you know, you go you see Gorilla Grodd sometimes in Volume One and Volume Two, and you're just like, oh, okay. But you then become like this. This stuff was terrifying. Like this issue was with Grodd is fucking terrifying. He like two page panel at the uh, the two page spread at the end mm-hmm. on eighteen and nineteen, mm-hmm. and then Grodd reminds me, he reminds us all. Mm-hmm. That's and that's in like what sixteen pages of work. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a short issue. While he saves the day, he stops Grodd, puts him back into prison. Everything's fine. When you look at what it cost. And you're like, oh, Gorilla Grodd is not, this is not Killer Croc. All right? This is not just, this is not, you know, Man Bat. All right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just not. I, you realize how serious this is. And then again, in the New 52 runs, like you said, you literally have, like, Grodd tapping into the speed force. And then actually, then you get him getting fast. And it's just like, he's just such a fucking problem. And it's just, it's terrifying. It's a nightmare. And yeah, no. Um, you again, you you laugh at it. And I, and I, and, I, and this is why I like what they did with him on the TV show. Because in the TV show, he's terrifying. Remember, we'll never forget when when Joe when Joe comes across Grodd. Yep. It's a terrifying moment. As it should be. As well, it should be. So. It's uh, it's it's definitely it's and the thing is, it's hard to put into words because yeah, a gorilla scary, yeah, a psychic gorilla scary. Grodd's bloodthirsty. Yes, he is. So I know in, in that in that monologue with Richard heard from Molly, he notes that he's a member of a super evolved gorilla city. Mm-hmm. Gorilla city has technology beyond that of of man. It I... hides in plain sight. It's it's in Africa, but the technology won't let you see it unless you know how to find it. Mm-hmm. They are. Mostly peaceful, they they, they they abhor Grodd for his actions, but there's a there's an issue where Wally takes him back, mm-hmm. where Grodd's gone to the Gorilla City, and Wally's determined to bring him back to pay for his crimes. He beats Grodd to a pulp, like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a violent issue, mm-hmm. and in the end, the leader of the Gorilla City says, "Why do you wear that color?" He says, "What the red? It's Grodd's color. It's blood." It's vengeance. He says, no, no, it's justice. It's 
says, you want to drag him out of here to punish him, not for justice. And they wipe Gorilla City from all his mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's right. Is that right after? It's right after it happens to Hunter. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the other thing that Grodd does. He drags you down to that level. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in the, the first issue we read. Grodd speaks to my intelligence, but you can never forget he's an animal. Mm-hmm. He makes you an animal, too. And when the other super smart gorillas are looking down on you, like, while he's fighting with a broken hand and, like, half a suit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much like, oh, while he's definitely, he pushed all over some sort of edge. Right. And unfortunately, you have to get to that level. Yeah, to, to, just to, to just survive against him. Just right, just to survive against him. And it is, yeah. I mean, he is a terrifying force. Um, so there's, uh, like I said, one seventy eight. There is the beginning of John Ford. So it's like um, one ninety two and one ninety three, one ninety two to one ninety four. I think maybe not one ninety five. Mm-hmm. That's that. the. That's the Grodd versus, uh, that's the, the second Grodd fight in the series. Right. And the and third one is, what is it, 208? Yeah, I think so. Oh, and see. then uh, if you do, um, let me see. Not no, it's two. it's out of 208. It's going to be probably 210. Let me see. If I can. Yeah, it's 210. 210 and 211. Yes. Um, and then uh, if you want to do the New 52 stuff, what I was talking about is the Gorilla Warfare stuff. Which again, just was that good? Um, it's okay. Like, we'll get into the new Fifty Two stuff because I, I, I think I want to surprise some people. Like, especially with the rogues and what they did with the rogues. It's, it was interesting. It was definitely a, a, when you say that new Fifty Two is about taking chances. They took chances with the rogues. Well, and 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 I think the again we'll get into what they did with the rogues there. The reason why, excuse me, because at first I was like, this is a misrepresentation of everything that the rogues stand for. But then when I saw the way the rogues reacted to it, I was like. Okay, no, you this understand. Makes it makes sense. And so with uh, the guerrilla warfare stuff, I think it's actually pretty good because again, you also have it's not just Grob, but you also you also see the rogues come together to help Wally take down Gorilla Grod because they realize he's a bigger threat at this point. You right. know, so yeah, guerrilla warfare was actually pretty good. Um, okay. And again, it's just it, it as again when you add into you have everything with Gorilla Grodd, then you also add in the Legend of the Speed Force and him being able to tap into and feed on the Speed Force almost. It's it's, it's another level because then it's like wait, you can be as fast as Wally. Hold up, hold up, hold up. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying because again, he's bloodthirsty. He's just and it's just yeah. So um, yeah. So there's Gorilla Grodd right. for you guys. There's Gorilla Grodd. Let's move forward um, to a time-traveling magician. If that sounds stupid to you, it should. <laughs> Abracadabra. He's normally a joke. He is a guy who came from the future with future technology to pretend he had magic powers. But there's a little crossover called Underworld Unleashed, where a lot of bad guys are given the chance to make a deal with Neuron, basically DC's devil, for change for their souls. He exchanged his soul for real magical powers. And then he became a real big problem. Mm-hmm. Abracadabra erased Linda Park from history once. Oddly enough, if you're reading the new Flash, um, the new Titans issue, Abracadabra is back and he makes a certain claim. I don't fully believe that claim. We will see how ver- the veracity of that claim shall be revealed. Right, but we will see. And I'm not saying that 
let's hear him out. <laughs> I ain't mad at him because right. guess what? If you wanted me to keep reading your Titans book, tying it to one of my favorite Flash stories is a pretty good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Abercrombie is a jerk. He's a jerk. He's a smarmy, look at me villain. Like he's a classic, look at me villain. Like he wants to be the center of attention, um, but he's from the 64th century. He uses technology, looks like magic. He now uses magic, and he is a problem. But they find ways to deal with it because let's be honest. If Abracadabra can't cast his spells, he can't talk. If he can't talk, he can't cast his spells, and he's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I think Cadaver's great. He's a he's a great. Uh, he's never gonna. The thing is, he's always he's, he's like the Riddler for Batman, in that you can elevate him to like a mastermind level, right? And it's believable, mm-hmm. but you don't have to, right? He's a worthwhile villain, no matter how you want to use him. And that versatility has really served him as a character throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm super excited to see what the hell they're doing with him in Titan. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're just like, oh, okay. Let's see what we're gonna do with this. All right, let's uh, we'll talk about. Uh, shoot. See, the thing is, I'm I'm like trying to skirt the issue of like going too deep into the rogues. Right, right. You're trying to get trying to get that. I'm trying to make sure I cover all the corners <laughs> before we get into this the because core, core. once they're talking about one rogue, this is they're also intertwined that you can't just talk about one rogue. Exactly. And you like can't if I say let's talk about the top, then invariably it's going to lead to Golden Glider and invariably back to Cold. Right. You know. So let's start with some of our legacy rogues first. Let's start with let's start with the rogues who turned good. Rogues made good. Pied Piper. Partly yes. Rathaway. Yes. Old school rogue of Barry Allen's. When Wally came of age and became the Flash, he turned sides. Mm-hmm. He became an ally of the Flash, a trusted advisor of the Flash, helped him bring down the rogues, and then he got framed for murder. By Mirror Master. The new Mirror Master. <laughs> See? And then you're talking about, like, well, right. why is there a new Mirror Master? And then it becomes right. a whole thing. And But yes, he got framed by Mirror Master. And was on the run and joined up with the FBI and became a legitimate good guy. That's mm-hmm. what he thought in his head. Mm-hmm. Once a rogue, always a rogue. <laughs> exactly. And there's a several and that's a times... theme that's going to keep coming back. Right. And, you know, there's several times when like he thinks he's going to come in and take the rogues down. There's one in that in that rogue's revenge thing. He's yep. in the, the he's minimally there. And again, I think even Cole said to him, was like, once a rogue, always a rogue. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't even like he was doing anything bad at the time. But it's just like... You know, you're still a rogue. And, uh, again, this ties is going to – you can't really talk about – this is why Depop said it was so hard to talk about when you start getting into these rogues because you can't really talk about uh, uh, Hartley without getting into the top, what happens to him. And <laughs> we'll sit we'll to the top later on. Right, right. But, I but, mean, yeah. but, but, like, the interesting thing about that is one of the ways that Wally kind of calms Hartley down and, and keeps him from – reverting back is he again this is when wally had gotten his secret identity back he reveals himself back to hartley and it kind of snaps hartley out of it and hartley's like oh wally i know you and it's like you you've seen and again they did this on the they did this on the the flash tv show a little bit different but they basically had uh um barry go back in time and then when he did what he what he did kind of affected so that hartley's now kind of a good guy right uh, and that's what you see now. I mean, Hartley's kind of been a good guy for for. Well, it's because you ask a question because and Hartley brings it up. Is like, I like because Hartley's gay, right? And being gay in a group of these villains is tough, right? All the things they're again they are villains. So all the things you think they would say or the way they treat him, that's how they treated him. Mm-hmm. And so his defection from the rogues made sense. But after Wally vanished, and uh, with his with his wife and kids, he fell back in with the rogues. Mm-hmm. 
he uh when when inertia was trying to bring down the flash piper was with the ranks and inadvertently helped them kill bart allen right he turned him he ends up he ends up turning like he ends up turning himself in mm-hmm. after he gets because like you said the road revenge they they get their revenge on inertia for tricking them into killing the speedster because you never kill a speedster. You never kill a speedster. It's one of the rules. And Piper was complicit in not only killing Bar- a Bart, but also helping bring down Inertia. Mm-hmm. And then he turned himself in. Mm-hmm. Because I think that no matter the claims made later on by the top, Hartley really did reform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really did change. But backsliding's real. And it's so funny because you talk about, like, oh, I want my comics to be rooted in fantasy. This guy plays a flute. Backsliding is a real thing, like a statistical thing that happens in prisons. Mm-hmm. And he's a great example of it. Yeah. Uh, his powers, enhanced hearing. He was born deaf, treated, uh, has enhanced hearing, sound manipulation. So what he does is he <laughs> – it again, it, it goes to the silly nature of some of these villains that makes him come off silly. He, he uses uh, uses a flute, and he actually uses rats, just like his namesake, Pipe Piper. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it it works. <laughs> It's not just rats. He's so smart and so good with sound that he can use it. So like I showed in the show, destroy buildings, control people. He can do lots of things with the sound powers. Mm-hmm. And he's also a great musician. Yeah. <laughs> Hypnotizing people, putting them to sleep. It's like it, you, you look at it. It's silly. He's literally walking around in a hoodie, a green hoodie with, with these rats and things like that. But then you realize what he can do. And you're like, Oh wait, he actually is a fucking problem. And then you realize that, you know, while he's like, while he's like really invested in, 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 in Hartley's ref, being reformed. Right. Like, even when he was, um, when, uh, he's framed by Mirror Master, like, Wally's like, we're going to help, I'm going to help you with this. And, and Hartley's like, no, I, I did it. I really did kill my parents. This, this, I believe this is what happened. And, and Wally's like, no, I got to help him. You know, the like, only person who had faith in him at that point was Wally. Yes. He had faith in himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Wally, Wally, Wally fights for that. Wally looks at him like, you're not like the other rogues. As much as you think, you know, once a rogue, always a rogue. He's, Wally's like, I don't believe that with you, you know? And you see, again, like you said, you see that with him. Even when he backslides, he then takes responsibility for it, something that the other rogues kind of really don't. Right. So. 100%. Um, all right, so that's Piper down. Tricksters? Mm-hmm. James Jesse's a dick. I'm sorry. That's another way to put it. I can't James really Jesse say Axel Walker is not a dick either. So I, I, I just... oh, no, Axel Walker's worse. Oh, trust me. I was setting up for the Axel Walker's worse. Okay, 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 okay. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> James Jesse. Um, he grew up. It was a prankster type kid. Kids, uh, parents hated him because he always pulled jokes on people, and he probably that new life of crime. Makes sense, I guess. It's what you. It's what one is want to do. <laughs> um, he had, he had a, a, what he called a grab bag of tricks. He had like Airwalker shoes and he had, you've seen it. Like they used Mark Hamill on the show and they had different ways that he would manipulate things and, and make people, uh, and just his death trap for always comical and, and based in tricks and tricks. He called himself the trickster. No one tricks the tricksters. One of the, what was it? One of the, uh, the flying Jesse's, mm-hmm. which makes him kind of a weird Dick Grayson, uh, analog. Right. right. <laughs> but then he turns good mm-hmm. after underworld unleashed. He decides to join the FBI and it goes really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made allusions to what we call the rogue war, right? That's James Jesse's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he just he he he's just well he joins a, he joins the FBI he joins the FBI yeah. and one of the one of the things for them is and then he puts together his own FBI team of rogues former rogues if you will and their job is to take down the rogues which then kind of goes back to how serious the Flash's rogues are when the like how many times have you ever heard somebody else go yeah the FBI is coming in because we got to handle this we need a task force to take down the 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 rogue gallery of a certain of a certain superhero. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen. You know, yeah. and like you said, it goes horribly wrong. He does certain things that just cross the line, like you know, uh, I, you know, maybe like uh, taking the dead reanimating body. an old friend's dead body. Right, <laughs> not ideal. Right. <laughs> Some would say. You could have taken a different tact with that. But, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to judge. Maybe cross the line there. Some would say the line was crossed. Maybe. Um, but the trickster, James isn't the only trickster. <laughs> because after James Jesse reforms and leaves the life of crime, Axel Walker steals his equipment and becomes the new trickster. When I tell you that Axel Walker is the trickster writ way worse Believe me. My goodness. And offhand, like, people think, oh, oh, you know, the trickster, he's just a trickster. Axel Walker got doxxed, was it, two months pay by cold mm-hmm. for tying T-bombs to homeless people? Yes, and, and, yes. and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> he was like, he was like, yo, I docked him 90% of his pay for, for doing that shit. I think he's like, well, and it, so, and, and to kind of, before we go too far into this, you got to realize, also, you you can't become a member of a rogue just by taking the name of somebody else. No, man. That's a that's a no no. You can't just take somebody else's name and do that. And so even though uh Axel Walker does that, he's steadily trying to earn the respect and what he can. He's like on probation. Like he's he's literally like a probie <laughs> yeah. for for the rogues. And it's like you gotta you gotta earn that respect to get in there. You know, you understand it, his way to the rogues isn't very is, is very circuitous because he starts off working for the penguin uh-huh. in Gotham. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't go well. He gets stopped and beat up by Garrodin. He joins Blacksmith Network because from the beginning of his crime career, he's looking for somewhere to belong. Uh-huh. After Blacksmith goes down, Cole invites him to join the rogues. Uh-huh. He said that he moved here to do that. That's why I'm here. And. Uh, it's so funny because we say it's a union. It's also kind of like a family, and Axel's the kid they're trying to make sure grows up right. I, exactly. That is, <laughs> like, it's it's so weird. Like again, this is why I love the depth of this rogue gallery is because it's things like this. You have a group of some of them are fucking crazy, some of them are drug addicts, some of them are just plain out criminals. But they literally take in, and it's and it's because if you think about it. It's just, it's no different than the Flash and his Flash family. You have a rogue family. They literally taken this kid and going, we're going to make sure he turns out right and doesn't turn out like some of these other dickheads out there. And that's not a, that's not an opportunity that anybody else gets. Right. So that means cold because it's really coming down to cold. That means mm-hmm. Leonard Snart saw something in Axel Walker. And it's like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this right. We're going to, we're going to take this intern in and somehow we're going to do it. And you know what? They, st- despite the stuff he stupid stuff he does, like there's that famous thing during um when um uh uh Sue uh what's her name dies uh, elongated 
So, yeah. So, when she dies and they're talking to him and, and Cole is like, you know, send, send flowers, you know, no cards, send flowers. And Walker's like, you mean like trick flowers? I explode. He's like, no, no. Oh, you just idiot. Just <laughs> regular flowers. It's just like, they talk to him like a kid and it's just, it's, it's quietly hilarious. But he's also dangerous. <laughs> he's super dangerous because he's learning from the masters. Mm-hmm. And one of the rules of the rogues is you cannot take someone's identity while they're still alive. Mm-hmm. When James Jesse defected, they determined he was dead to them, and that's why Axel's allowed to be the trickster. Exactly. When James Jesse comes back, he dumps the kid in the dumpster and says, don't do it again. Right. <laughs> it's like... And no one challenges like, oh, he's got the right. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just, hey, hey, old, hey, he's back, so you gotta... James Jesse later dies mm-hmm. and joins the quest... To go against inertia for Rogue's Revenge, we keep referencing, which is the p- p- people say, "Oh, it's just a Final Crisis tie-in." No, it's the capper for Jeff Johns' Flash run. Mm-hmm. It's the final goodbye swan song to the Rogues, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite quote about the Rogues during those three issues. And he, he and Axel's so grateful they brought him back. He's like, "Thanks for letting me back in." And Mary Master pulls him aside and says, "Joining the Rogues isn't about wanting to be one, but understanding why you need to be one." Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think really resonated with Axel, and it's something that informs everything about the way his entire run as the second trickster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just to bring up Rogue, Rogue's Revenge, and we'll talk about we'll go into this more later. But I just want to read some panels for this because it, it it makes sense. So what happens with this is they were they were actually tricked into killing Bart Allen. His speed was stolen from him, and because um, inertia. No matter what we say, is the biggest of dicks. Right. And so they kill him. So, you, you know, uh, when they, the rogues show up to their old hideout and Axel's there, and they, they take the people that were there with Axel and they stick him in Mirror Master's mirror. They don't kill him. They just stick him in the mirror and just like, fuck it, right? Because um, well, Axel thought the rogues had retired because that right. was the word in the underworld. Yeah. And so Axel's like, screw that. I'm starting my own crew. But the thing about it, they had killed a speech or so brought all this heat down on them. And so right. it's like, so Axel's like, hey, what's the problem, Cold? I said you won. You never got it, did you, kid? The game wasn't supposed to be won. We survived this long doing what we did because we have unspoken rules. Number one rule, never kill a speedster. You know, and then you have Heatwave and and um you have he- Heatwave and and and, and Martin uh Weatherwards are talking. He's like, he he always ran through my fire. And a lightning bolt never heard a flash like that. You know, and it's just like, you know, the, the you start realizing it's just and actually, like, wait a minute, you telling me it was an accident? You know, killing that kid Flash was an accident. The rogues only wanted our share, maybe a little more. That's what Inertia promised us. We'd already tangled with two Flashes, figured it was time we got out of the game when a third one showed up. But we got greedy. We got stupid. But now you're back. You came back here. We came back here to close up shop. We're returning these suits to Gamby, and then we disappear. The rogues are finished. The old days are dead. You know? Yeah, it's really over. Yeah. So, it's just, you know, they again, unspoken rule, as much as they did this stuff, you see them, like, yeah, our stuff doesn't hurt a flash. Like, lightning hurting a flash? Like, what? They were born from lightning. Right. They got their speed from lightning. Why would a well, you know, it's, and then you start putting this stuff together, like, oh, shit, that makes sense. You know, the flash always does, is intangible. He always runs through, you know, he's, and you hear, brother, when you get into the heat wave and how hot heat waves, uh, heat gun has to be. He's like, yo, the, fa- the the flash moves at super speeds. That's friction. 
Yeah. Why would Why would my heat ever really kill him? Can you imagine how hot it has to be to even tickle him for him to feel it? Yeah. So it's so funny because during Rogue War, which we'll talk about later, he goes up. He goes to the tar pit. It's like you think you're hot, kid. Mm-hmm. You're not. I can melt the soles of the Flash's shoes. Well, you want to do heat wave next? No, I, I okay, kind of want to do the boomerangs. All right, let's do the boomerangs. All right, oh right, yeah, let's do them. All right, let's go. I want to do because we're doing legacy characters. I'll Google legacy. So we'll go Mirror Master. Then we'll get into the big, the big, uh, big guys. Okay. Digger Harkness is the most irredeemable person we're going to talk about today. He is an asshole. He is a racist. He is a sexist. <laughs> All your isms. That's Digger Harkness. Yeah, I mean, it's just what this just. That's, I don't know what you. <laughs> he uh, he's from Australia. He developed. <clears throat> Excuse me, a skill with a boomerang. Very, 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 very stereotypical for Australia. <laughs> you think? But uh, he found out later that his actual father owned a toy company called, what was it, uh, Wiggins Toy Company. And he auditioned for a, a job as their new mascot, as Captain Boomerang. He had. Uh, a boomerang covered tunic, a silly hat, and a scarf. Mm-hmm. And he sucks. <laughs> like, he is annoying. Mm-hmm. And he's mean. And, like, everything Chris said is true, but he's also a very effective thief and killer. His first appearance was in Flash 117, 1960. And uh, what happened was he wouldn't just throw boomerangs at the Flash. It was lots of variety of boomerangs. Mm-hmm. Razor sharp ones, ones that exploded, ones that had timers, ones that spewed acid. He just he found different ways to torment the Flash. And then he got recruited to the Suicide Squad. And that goes to my my favorite boomerang panel of all time. I would love to hear it. What, what was the character that he was going to be? So, so, and this is why I think that we'll get into this when we do our Suicide Squad spoiler review. But I really think they should have the Suicide Squad movie. They should have put the Suicide Squad up against. You know, a form of the jihad. You obviously can't call them the jihad today. Not today. No, do not do that. But basically, the jihad was a mercenary group of metahumans and people with powers, just like the Suicide Squad was. Basically, the thing that you formed the Suicide Squad for, you know? And they were terrorists for hire. Mm-hmm. So, there's one character that was a speedster that could, like, what, what was his, it was like, something limited his power. Like, he could go and he, he had speed for two seconds, I think. Right, something had, like that, yeah. Two seconds of speed, right? So, um... He goes up against Boomerang because, again, it's, you know, speedster. I'll take a speedster, right? Uh, you know, he's like, catch you when you're not looking, leave you knowing, not knowing which way is which end is up, and that way's down. He kicks him off of the side of a building, right? He's like, listen, maybe you can save yourself like Flash you used to do. Use your super speed, you know, four spiral updrafts, spinning <laughs> four whirlwinds, things like that. Next panel, splat. Guess you just weren't in old Flashy's class, mate. Sure as hell weren't in mine. So these psychological profiles for the for the um, for the Suicide Squad members in the book, and Harkness is my favorite. He's perfectly content with who he is, but Harkness isn't. He's the most well-adjusted member of the Suicide Squad. Perfectly content with who he is, but who he is is an unprincipled sociopath with little or no moral sense of right or wrong. This extends to sexual harassment of women and violent racist tendencies. Yes, <laughs> but he's okay with it. Mm-hmm. He's not one of these people who's like, I want to get better. He's like, no, 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 I'm an asshole and it's good. Yeah, I'm. I'm it all at, works out. I'm at peace with that. And yeah, he's um, he's found inner peace with being a prick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, I, I can't really get mad at him for it. After Suicide Squad, he fell on some bad luck. 
um, became kind of a laughing stock of the superhero villain community until he gets hired for a job. And even the rogues don't fuck with him, you know. The rogues really don't. Like he he hit up Mick for money and Mick's like I can't lend you any more money, mm-hmm. which means he's gone other places because now he's going to his former friend who's now a Fed and asking for cash. Mm-hmm. So he decides to take a job. Uh, he takes a job. We're about to talk about this, aren't we? Damn, yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, do it. he takes a job in Gotham. Take out a Target, single boomerang, pretty simple job. Just previous to this, he had reconnected with his son he never knew he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen Harkness, mm-hmm. who just wanted to know about his dad. It was very sweet, but uh, again, a little pile, a little strange. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after think, reconnecting didn't with his son. Say, didn't he even say, like, you'll know who I am after this or something like that? Yeah, he, he really, he thinks this is the job put him back on the map. Mm-hmm. This is not just any job. This is the job. This is the, the last score that's going to really re- reestablish the boomerang name. Mm-hmm. And he goes into this house to try to kill this man. Man's on the phone with his son at the time. The man's name is Jack Drake. His son's name is Robin. Well, Tim Drake, and he's Robin, but yes. And he's and he and Batman are racing back home to save his father. But they're too late. Boomerang kills Jack Drake, but who also kills Captain Boomerang? Yes. And that sets off lots of repercussions everywhere, including my favorite all-time Flash panel. Yeah. You want when we read it? Or... Batman. Yeah, you go. You read it. Right. I, I, yeah, so, you read it. So Batman shows up to Wally's job, basically. Um, Wally walked out, and he's like, Bruce, what are you doing here in, in, in Keystone? We need to talk. He could have called me. I'm on clock here. Tim Drake's father was murdered last week. I heard. I'm sorry. Cop- Captain Boomerang was the one that did it. Hired by Gene Loring to help cover the trail to try to confuse us. It worked for a bit. I heard the rogue threw a, a little party in his name yesterday. Basically, the rogues had a. We'll talk about this later. But the rogues yeah. had a, a, a um, the funeral for Captain Boomerang. They have a. They what? have like, they have a rules for everything. They have rules when you die. Right. What I can't can I Captain Boomerang Wally? He's one of yours. If you can't take care of your own rogues, if you can't rein them in, then I'll do it for you. Now at this point, Batman is, has his hand on Wally, <laughs> and Wally is dressed in. He's a, he's a mechanic for the police department, so he's in his he's in his like green overalls, right? The next panel is Wally go, are you finished? And he's back in his uh, <laughs> he's back in his flash costume. I want you to know, you touch me because I let you touch me. Mm. And do you think the rogues are? And this this goes back to what we were talking, what we keep saying about why these rogues are so important. Do you think the rogues here are simple? Are simple? Do you think just because they aren't mentally screwed to the hilt that I have an easy time? Your guys are different, Bruce. They work on a completely uh, cerebral level. They leave clues. They like to kill. My guys, they're organized. They may have goofy names and wear bright colors, but that doesn't mean they're idiots. He lost his father, Wally, to Captain Boomerang. In your head, it should have been the Joker or Two-Face that killed Jack Drake. Is that it? Would that have been more acceptable to you? I'm trying my best here. I really am. I mean, that kind of sums it up. And you, and you know what? Bruce can't say anything because he's right. He's like, yeah, he would have preferred it if it was Joker. He would have preferred it if it was Two-Face because somehow those have more respect than losing it to Captain Boomerang. But Wally's not wrong. Like, and this, and this, and this that, what you just read tells us a lot about the character and a lot about the relationship. But what it tells me is Wally West is a badass. <laughs> yes. You touched me because I let you touch me? That's my favorite Flash panel of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I let you touch me. Yeah. 
like you said, he changes costumes in between. They're just like, you know, it, it's like that Idris moment in a, a, a Pacific Rim. It's like, first things, don't touch me. <laughs> Second of all, don't ever touch me. You know, it's just like, dude, do you know who, you, who you're who dealing with right now? And But it's true. It's like we've covered these other rogues. And think about it, how many times have we've seen these rogues come to have Batman's rogues and or, or um, Spider-Man rogues come together. Like I said, Spider-Man has the Sinister Six. But what is the undoing of the Sinister Six every time? They don't work together. At, at some point, they turn to each other or they go and do their own thing. Or, you know, like if the Scorpion is there, Scorpion will get distracted by, oh, wait, I gotta go kill Jay uh, Jonah. Or one of the, uh, one of, uh, like, it'll be Dr. Octopus and he's only using the Sinister Sticks to get something else to distract him while he has his own plan somewhere else. Right. Same thing with, um, with, uh, Batman. Like, there'll be, uh, like when, when Hush storyline is a perfect example of this. Hush gets all these other villains to do things for him, but he's manipulating them to get his own thing. Right. That's not how Flash rogues work. They have one common goal. You rarely see them, especially if they're rogues, you rarely see them turn on each other in the middle of a fight. That's not going to happen. Like Wally has to take them all out to get at one at some point because they're not going to turn on each other in the middle of a fight. You know. It's not gonna happen. So that's a that's a that's a bigger level. That's a that's a that's a bigger problem. <laughs> you know? Rogues don't fight. It's one of the rules. We don't right. fight each other. So it's like when you when you can't when you, like uh, there's a there's a common thing you see with Spider Man and and, and and Batman taking out their rogue galleys if they're if they're teaming up. You get them to argue amongst themselves. You get them to fight amongst themselves so that they can take time to do what they gotta do, right? You know, you, it's but that doesn't happen with rogues. Right. That doesn't happen. And and even then, the rogues will bring in other people into like it's just they're organized. Like this is <laughs> this is like a this is like this is like fighting fire ants, you know? <laughs> you know, it's you gotta take them all out at once or hope a bigger threat comes in and <laughs> they'll they'll help you against that bigger threat. Like that's that's usually what ends up happening. What saves Wally West's ass most times is there's a bigger threat. Like in Guerrilla Warfare, the the rogues have come together to whoop his ass. And then, like at one point, um, they're fighting. They're 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 they end up trying. They're trying to stop Captain Cold. Actually, the the because there's a big split between. And we'll get into what happened in New Fifty Two, but um, and then Cold has a conversation with his sister, and then he realizes, oh fuck it, no, we're still we're we're, we're still family. Why are we fighting? We're rogues. So they actually do the opposite. They actually they're fighting each other, and they realize, oh wait a minute, we're rogues. We don't fight each other. Come together. So he ends up knocking out Flash, and that's when uh, <laughs> Grodd shows up. And then, uh, like, Mirror Master, somebody goes to, to Cold is like, damn it. <laughs> you wouldn't knock him out right when we need him. You got to work him right. back up, man. It's just, it's a different level, man. A completely different level. Totally different level. Uh, Boomer comes back in Brightest Day mm-hmm. uh, after the end of uh, Blackest Night crossover, which was still just a great read. And um, he spends the rest of pre-Union 52 trying to regain his stature with the rogues. While he was dead. His son took the mantle. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, well, D. Palm, you didn't mention him ever being married, having kids. It's a great point. Owen Mercer is a child of Digger Harkness and Melanie Thawne. If the name Thawne sounds familiar, it should. But wait, who who else is... Who, doesn't Melanie Thawne have another? She does have another son. Huh. His name's Bart Allen. Huh. You've effectively united the rogues and the Allen family. 
It's like a three-way. There's a three-way now too, technically. <laughs> and the thons. I mean, and then right. there's. The, I mean, obviously the generational. Right. I'm so glad we skipped Cobalt Blue. Cobalt Blue. Um, <laughs> right. The generational battle between the thons and the Allens. And. Owen joins the 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 he joins the rogues. They welcome him in. He says, "You're going to be your father's." He says, "At one point, uh, beginning of Rogue War, they're breaking a new FBI facility, looking for Digger's body." Mm-hmm. And it's a bloody affair. They break in. They do all this stuff. And Cold says, and, and so at one point, so they don't know who Cold, who who Owen's father, who Owen's mother is. Right, but they know they know because they've seen him. They've seen him throw. Uh, he throws fast. He catches fast. And they're like, "Yo, he's got a speedster. There's something. There's speedster in him, right?" There's, right. And and even then, that that brings a little bit of this is again cold being the top guy. Cold seeing something with family because at some point the other rogues aren't sure about bringing Owen in because he is a speedster and like we don't fuck with speedsters. Like you know, and in Lynn's defenses, he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't run. He throws right, fast. Right, fast. right. We don't fuck with runners. He throws fast. He doesn't run. It's different. Issue two twenty is the first action of Owen with the uh, with the rogues, and he's updated his dad's costume. He's wearing uh, he's wearing less garish stuff, but he's still wearing the scarf with the boomerangs on it. Mm-hmm. I know why you want me around, Cold. Take care of you get to take this. Take care of our own stuff. You still think Golden Glider's my mom? You think I'm your nephew, Uncle Lin? Huh? You'll learn to understand it, Owen. It's not about blood, not with us. It's about spilling it together. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who your mom was. Mm-hmm. All my life, all my damn life, all I wanted was a father. And you think finding out who some lame villain would disappoint me? But it didn't. He could have been anyone. I was just glad he wanted to talk to. To talk to me. To know me. I only want to bury his body. He deserved respect, at least in death. We'll find out where they took it and why. And they turn to one of the uh, the scientists in the room. What are you looking at? And Cold says, You're, he's looking at Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he is. And kills him. He, he was like, yo, it's your call. Yeah, you make a decision. Yeah. What, what did he say before that? Oh, yeah. Um, Do you think, hold on. Where's my father? He's pinned the scientist to the wall. Is killing him going to make you feel better, Owen? Mm-hmm. It might. Then do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so remember, um, the rogues have this rule, and you'll get into this in the cold issue. I love it. You have two rules with killing. It's either when it's, you either kill when it's kill or be killed, or good old-fashioned revenge. Yep. Those are those are the rules of killing, you know. Because even when even when Cold is like going against cops and things like that, and we'll get more into when Cold, he doesn't kill him. He'll actually stop other rogues who are trying to kill him. Yep, you know? it only it only breaks bad. You kill a cop, it breaks bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen Lerner joins Suicide Squad like his father. He then joins the out- Nightwing's Outsiders, where he has a very creepy relationship with Supergirl. Because Supergirl's 16 and he's an adult. I think it's just creepy. All this is creepy. Um, A lot of things happen. It's not really that important. Uh, Blackest Night. So during Blackest Night, rings were coming out to try to give, uh, they were trying to inspire um, emotions in people by bringing back loved ones. It reanimated Digger's body. And Owen um, chained up his father's body, was feeding him victims to try to to try to uh, see if he can bring his dad back to life. He'd been lied to by this zombie boomerang by being told that enough blood can bring him back to life. The Owens track him down with Cold yelling at him for believing these lies. And then he looks at the pit and realizes that he's been sending in children and women. 
He broke road code. So then he shoves Owen in the pit. Where his father, zombie father, kills him. Because you don't break the rules. Can't break the rules. But I'm trying to remember feather. It does not matter, kid. Mm -hmm. But I thought it's not about what you thought. Nope. (laughs) Time to get your heart eaten. And that's the legacy of, uh, and, and they never brought him back in 52 that I can remember, right? I don't know. They let Owen so. Mercer lie. They just brought back Digger. Right. And I get why they did it, because it's kind of complicated, but guess what, man? That'd have been a great story. <laughs> um, staying on the theme of legacy villains. This is one of the ones where I think the second guy did it so much better than the first guy. Are we going Mirror Master? Yeah, man. Uh, hell yeah. I... <laughs> I no no lie I I am a fan of um was it McCullough yeah uh, Evan McCullough. McCullough and Sam Scudder yeah, I am a fan of Evan uh, uh, Evan McCullough because he yeah it's just and and again it goes to my Jeff Johns bias it's what he did with the people that, say oh why do you trust John so much because he doesn't really miss like listen when he cares it's good listen the the little one shot they did he did with. With uh, McCullough, that shit was just. <laughs> oh, let me find the issue. I'll make sure I get it up for you. I, I think I got it. Uh, let me see if I wrote it's it down. Two twenty? Yeah, no, two twelve. Two twelve. Okay. Two twelve. All right. Two twenty is where the. I'm um, sorry for people listening. Two twenty is where the uh, Owen stuff happens. Yeah, two twelve. So let me go with the start. Um, light. It has all, it has all to do with light. Still one of the mysteries of the universe. A particle in a wave without mass or substance, ripe for manipula- manipulation, just like people. I know what a lot of them say about the rogues. Dressing in these bleeding costumes, playing snakes and ladders with a, with a flash, having all these scientific gadgets makes Einstein weep like a baby. But we spend most and we spend most of our time going for the quick fix. Um, hey, some of them, some of them say our rogues got the power to take over the world, but we ain't got the brains to do it. What they don't understand is it's not about the brains, right? It's about the want. Like, and that's why I stick. <laughs> and that's why I stick with the rogues. They respect that group. They they know I'm with the group for my own selfish reasons, just like them. Name is Evan McCulloch, and but I can spend most of my days calling myself Mirror Master. And this while they're, do, while they're doing this is him taking out I think two FBI two FBI, FBI agents. Trace team trying to get him. Yeah, and he's just he's just going through them and just just fucking with them. And he turns one of them into a mirror and then shatters them on the ground. Yes. Like, that's telling you the level of power you're dealing with. But let's talk about where the powers came from. Sam Scudder was working in a mirror factory when he mixed a chemical with a mirror. He then developed different ways to use these mirrors. So Sam Scudder's abilities included using mirrors to disguise himself. Um, he, he used a mirror to shoot lasers and really just kind of be a thorn in the, in the speedster's side. When did Scudder die? I want to get when Scudder died. Scudder was killed. Oh, during crisis. Perfect. Mm-hmm. He yeah. died during crisis. Died during crisis, and the next week, the rogues tore apart the gym cities, which is what they call Keystone Essential, because I'm a nerd and I know that. Using mirror weapons, they do this when people die. Cause they do the same thing when Captain Boomerang died. And we forgot when about you that. Die. They they run. They do crimes for a week using your weapons as a tribute to you. Like it was so funny reading that issue with, with um with all uh, the destruction with, of the boomerangs. Boomerang, because because. <laughs> The, the police are going crazy. Like, you know, first of all, they had they, there was a, there had been a, 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 a um, some vandalism on a car, a police car, and it had red paint on. It. So they just cleaned the car up. And he was like, "Yeah, the rose came through with boomerangs, and they just started blowing everything up." 
And Wally's just like, yeah, they do this. This is what they do. When, <laughs> when one of, when, yeah, this is what they do when one of them dies. They come in. They kind of give a big send off. And it, it'll go away. Trust me. You know, he was like, yo, it took us like a week to do it. The last time they did this with Mirror Match or some shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like, you just, you're like, yeah, we just got to write it out. Just, just write it out. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> can you imagine like Batman or Spider-Man saying that shit? Just write it out for a week. Let them get it out of this system and it'll be okay. Like, you could never. You could never. All right? This is how they deal with their pain. Right. And But again, it's that unspoken rule. It's like you got to give a little to, to get a little. It's just like, you know, you could, he could, Flash could try to crack down, but why run yourself ragged when you know that they're doing this just to, you know, honor. honor. They're falling. No one's going to actually get hurt because right. they, they have rules. Mm-hmm. Just let them get it out of the system and be done with it. Right. So, um, but I keep going with uh, Sam because I I want to no, read another. I mean, that's about it because Sam dies and then things happen and yeah. then Evan McCullough. You talk? Can you just talk about McCullough because it's a great story? So in this twelve two twelve, they go into his background of um him. Uh, like he didn't know who his parents were. He had been put into foster care, and it's actually kind of a, a like a, a crazy story. Like there's this older kid who would go around basically sexually assault other kids. And they were just talk about how, oh, you know, if if this kid takes you, you gotta, you don't know what to do. So one day he takes Evan, um, and he ends up fighting back and takes a rock and and knocks the kid out. The whole thing goes a little black from there. Ain't sure what exactly happened. I can see images. I remember basically it's a, the panels are Evan taking his hands around the the kid's throat and sh- and and drowning him in in the in the lake in the stream. That's that. Looking at my uh, looking at myself, my reflection. So powerful that thing is. No better way to understand yourself than gazing into your own eyes makes you realize what you're capable of. Really, uh, me, me and George, Georgie never bothered me again. I still say uh, send Mrs. McCullough because again, his, McCullough wasn't his name. He took the name of the woman who ran the the, the foster home. Um, right. Shared. Uh, I send Mrs. McCullough a share from every job I pull. Help keep that place up. Uh, Saul Anonymous, of course, every Scotsman know you never do a good deed just to brag about it, do you? You just keep doing this right. So later on, what happens is he becomes like a hitman. Mm-hmm. And a he gets great one. A great one. And really good. So he goes, and again, remember, he never knew his parents. So he goes and he has a job. So he, he, he comes, he gets his, got his weapon, he's sitting there, target shows up, puts a target in his sight, he pulls the trigger. Right when he's pulling the trigger, he finally recognizes where he's seen the target from. It is his father. Yep. He kills his own father by accident. He then goes and tries to find his mother. Uh, before he does that, oh, he killed the contractor who hired him to do the job. Yeah, he killed the contractor who hired him to do the job. He then <laughs> for, goes, for nothing but a peace of mind. <laughs> right. He then goes to find his mother and finds out that she's slit her own wrist because she can't live without her husband. So he is certainly responsible for his 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 parents' deaths. The parents that he never knew, the parents he always wanted to know. You know, he's responsible for their deaths. Uh, I think the FBI comes in. They give him the old uh, Sam Scudder's gear. Yeah, they give him Sam uh, Scudder's gear. They hire him. He just decides that's not for him. Like, um, you know, he he wants to. I can't remember exactly how he becomes a rogue. Uh, he joins up with them, and I'm not. I'll, sh- I'll, I'll take care of this yeah. one. Because even in the issue we're talking about, they hire him to be a merc. This guy's a supervillain. 
He says, I got sick of my new employer's right quick. I gave up the contract and sent a lot of them to the Mirror World. One of the endless dimensions I can open doorways to. Stop. That's a crazy sentence. World, worlds of hard light and twisted facts, some like heaven, most worse than hell. Um, one cool thing he does in this, because again, James Jesse, I think it was he, was it James Jesse? Yeah, James Jesse of the FBI, the, the, he sent, you know, these FBI agents to get him. At one point, Mirror Master puts them into the mirror, puts the mirror in an envelope and mails them back. And so Jesse's like, uh, yeah, our agents are back from Keystone. <laughs> and it's holding up the mirror with the agents stuck in the fucking mirror. Because they come after him to get the suit back. Because mm-hmm. the FBI wants to bring down the rogues, yes, but this is technically their property. <laughs> but also, one of the running themes of that issue is that he uses his powers and uses the abilities to escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Which is the hallmarks of a drug addict, which is what he is. Yes, I, I have that. I can use a mirror. So at one point, he come, at the end of this, this issue, he comes back and, you know, it's Trickster, uh, Weather Wizard, and Cold are playing games. He's like... Not nah, cold. You, know, you want to you want to play next thing? He's like, not nah, cold. I got me in my own plans for tonight. I can use a mirror in, in a thousand different ways. Can turn a man inside out. Cut a hole through a seven foot concrete wall. Make you see things from your fantasies or from your nightmares. They laugh at us. Uh, they laugh at us at me being the bloody mirror master because they don't see. They don't look into the mirror with honesty at themselves. Everyone needs an escape. An escape from the sins of your past. The sins of your future. At this point, he pulls out a mirror out of his bag and puts a line of coke on it the real world is just not for me spat on my face took my life and twisted it around made me into something i didn't choose to be i ain't never going back i ain't never i ain't ever leaving wonderland he's basically doing lines of coke in the bathroom like and that's mirror master when you like when you read this you're just like god damn yo because you get it. John does a great job of humanizing these characters. Yeah, I mean... And, like, he was... Someone tried to rape him as a kid. He defended himself. Mm-hmm. And then he accidentally killed his parents. That's a horrible background, yo. God. You have no choice of but to become a supervillain. <laughs> you know? You have no choice but to become a supervillain. Um, and I also love the fact... I can't remember... I think it was McCulloch. Uh, they have a they have a, a, a series called... Uh, there's a couple issues. I'll find out the numbers. It's called... Uh, it's, Based on the thing, it's uh, volume two, 164 to 169, Wonderland. And it kind of ties back into, he kind of calls that mirror, the mirror dimension he goes, he can, he can drag people into, Wonderland. And uh, there's a there's an issue where it's um, cold and Mirror Master get drawn in to uh, get tricked into going into Dragon Flash into this Wonderland. And they, there's this issues where they have to work together to try to get out. Um, and it calls another another villain. I think we're not going to really talk go too much into him, but Plunder. Yeah, from there, but um, yeah, it's just this mirror dimension adds another layer to it, um, to what they can do and how much you know. There's so much there, you know. Like at one point, uh, I think he traps, uh, cyborg and a bunch of other people in the mirror, and you have to, you have to, you can't just break the mirror to bring them out. You break the mirror, you kill them. You have to line up another mirror to to reverse the reflection to to be able to bring people out and so it's it's a it's a very it sounds weird it sounds crazy but. I'm very excited to hear that they're bringing Mirror Master onto the Flash TV show. He's it's, a very important character. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I know it's doing Scudder, but I think they could do a thing where they, they either merge the two characters or, or work some up. Because Scudder's background, while interesting, is very Silver Age. It's like, mm-hmm. criminal who found something, became a criminal. Well, so they, they bring Scudder in. Scudder is the, the Mirror Master in, I think, in New 52 now. Right. Um, and what they do with it, again, you have this thing. We'll get more into this when we do uh, uh, Cold. You talk about how... 
basically in New Fifty Two, and this is why I said it. It sounds kind of weird, but you got to give it a chance. The um the rogues get powers. They actually get superpowers. And so what happened with him, but there are complications. Complication with Scudder is he can't leave the he can't really leave the mirror the mirror He's dimension. He's trapped in the mirror dimension. So there they get these powers, but there are there are again consequences for this, which is why I actually didn't mind it as much because it it kind of redeemed itself. And like at first it was like this is kind of weird, but then when you get the backstory on it, you're like. Oh, this is horrible. Like, not, yeah, not horrible. Oh, these are the rogues. This makes sense. Yeah, this, they're still this, the, this still, breaking this badly for them makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, this is still the rogues, but yeah, and he's trapped in that. He lives in that dimension, so he has to pull people in there, and it's this whole thing. It's like it's like if you think about it, um, pulling people into an alternate dimension of things, but this is in the the dimension of your 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 reflections, and so like I said, everything that, that John's writes about Mirror Master here, I'm just like, yeah, that's. That's rough, and that's but that that makes sense, you know. Like people don't want to look into the mirror and see their reflection, or they, you know, they don't want to see their, the opposite of what they really are. You know, he can he, in everything he can do. Um, it's just yeah, the projections he can do, and once like again in New Fifty Two, he becomes even more powerful because again now he's living in that dimension. What Scudder is, and it's like there's so much more he can do, and more he can be more dangerous when you bring him into you into his when you're brought into his world. Right, and it becomes scary. Again, that's what that's, that's a going theme with some of these these rogues are. They become scary. You know, yeah, like, it's a really good. It 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 goes ties in the next character really well because in all the Silver Age, Mark Martin would throw lightning bolts at you and occasionally a tornado. Mm-hmm. When Jeff Johns got the chance to write him, he gets quotes like these: "You're good with a gun. People like me were more like gods." We just talked about the man who can suck you in another dimension. Now we're talking about a man who can literally create thunderstorms in your stomach. I love there was a lot. I can't remember. Maybe, he threatens it, it, and then he does it. Was it was it Rogue's Revenge when he does that? He was like, yeah. He finally I, does it in Rogue's Revenge. Yeah, he was like, he yeah, I've always. He all throughout John's run. Yeah, he was like, I've always threatened people with causing a tornado in their stomach. Let's see what actually happens when I fucking do it, yo. And you're just like, <laughs> hold up, man. You can do that shit? Apparently. Yeah. He was the first uh, villain handled uh, by Kid Flash by himself. It was Kid Flash and Elongated Man. Uh, working together, and it's like, again, this is another one where you're like, oh, you read the history, of course he's an evil master. Mm -hmm. He was a two-bit criminal who had a little luck, he stumbled on a device created by his brother, and it's so funny, because for years, it was, this was the story, this was the, oh yeah, he stumbled on this device, and became the Weather Wizard, and he stumbled on the Weather Wand. And again, I think this is John's again, John's, 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 yeah. yeah, so John's take something and then makes it more tragic. And so I'm now reading from issue 220 when Captain Cold, they're breaking the FBI and Captain Cold's giving like short introductions for each one of the rogues. Martin's story is shrouded in a bit of mystery, though he spilled his guts to me over a whiskey or two. The younger brother always getting in trouble when he escaped prison. Transport, he went to his brother's observatory. When his brother threatened to call the cops, Martin grabbed his brother's new invention and ki- the weather wand. Killed him right there. They never proved it and Martin's only admitted it to me. Losing a sibling, I know about that. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that the rogues are all trying to atone for something. Mm-hmm. Mayor Master killed his parents. Martin killed his brother. 
And again, like it's it, what, what gets me about that two twenty issue is like again, this is one of those things that cause I think even before they kind of hinted at it, they yeah. hinted at that there was more to Martin's story. Yeah, they always say Martin claims, Martin says this, mm-hmm. is what, this is what the official report is, and then only Cole knows for sure and says it, and um, yeah. Weather manipulation, the ability to localize weather, create hail, lightning, and other destructive forms of weather. Is uh weather was originally uh it's it uses his wand and the new one is I think it's Marco Martin and he actually has actual powers but mm-hmm. I think no no it's he still uses the wand but it's like he's emotionally connected to it and I think it's because of his brother's death that it, it makes it adds his other emotion like he gets depressed right. holding it's like it's yeah <laughs> it is it's just a depressing thing when when when, when boomerang died it rained for four days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um. He has a son. Oh, so again, Rogue's Revenge is just. <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. You should tell you should tell that one. So he has a son and it's basically again. So in Rogue's Revenge and again, you get you get the story. So in, in 220, Cole tells the story of Martin, what really happened. Mm-hmm. Rogue's Revenge, they come back to it. And um, they're because they're they're kind of on the run, but they're trying to get their stuff together so they can go and take out inertia. So there's like there's one last place they can go to, um, and 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 um, uh, Cold is kind of talking to Martin like we don't have to do this if you don't want to do this. You're kind of like where the fuck are you guys gonna go? Like where, where the and they're going back to the observatory where he killed his brother. Their last hideout. Their last hideout, and it's just one of those. Oh, this was going on. So uh, you you find out that uh, you know you talk about his son and everything like that. And who was the character that took it? Was it? It wasn't. It wasn't Libra. Zoom, Libra. Libra took his son because he's trying to get the rogues to join the secret society, and they're just like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not. We're not going to do that. And I'm trying to see. Cause I thought I had taken the the actual. Um, Thought I had taken the screenshots for, but I didn't. I'm trying to find it. Uh, uh, um, they uh, here we go. So they they um, so Libra has his son is threatening threatening his son, and I think at one point inertia, you know, it's like you know what? Because again, we'll get into the speeches later, but Zoom has kind of turned inertia into like kid Zoom. <laughs> yeah, uh, and. So we're seeing there, we're there, and okay, so we're here. When I was a child, there was only one person who looked out for me, one person who helped, who, who tried, who wanted to help me, my brother. My brother was the only good thing in this world, world. but I murdered him. I murdered my brother because I couldn't stand the idea of going back to prison. If I killed my brother, Libra, if I electrocuted the only person who ever cared about you, what makes you think I care anything about that child? <laughs> then prove me wrong, weather wizard. Just say no. And then I think it's um, Mirror Message is like, Cold, he's like, this is Martin's call. So Martin and, and Libra are having this, this uh, standoff. And, um, oh, enough. Who gives a damn? Inertia comes in, basically kills the kid. All right? Um, and then, at this point, there's a fight between everything that's going on. And then the rogues come in, and they, uh, let's see, let's see, um... Lisa, and Martin even says, this isn't for my son. And, and Cole is like, this is just for one fucked up year. So 
like he doesn't even do it for his son. Like it's just like this is this is basically the him coming to terms with what he did and just saying, "I'm a fucked up dude." So you can threaten again. I killed my own brother. Here you have a kid that I'm not even allowed to see, that I'm not allowed to hold, that is that is not in my life, and you're threatening you're using that to threaten me. Fuck it, that's not gonna stop me. Like and the, the crazy thing about it is leading up to this point in the, in this issue, you really think when you find out that Libra uh, has uh, his son, you're like, oh, that's that's the end game. Like that's that's the thing because she's like she keeps they keeps Libra keeps saying, yeah, I got I still got I still got a way to get to the rogues. I still got a way to turn them. I got it in. I got I got Weather Wizard in my pocket. All I gotta do is bring out his son. He's gonna turn the rogues. Rogues don't fight rogues. This is literally. You know, they say <laughs> blood, is, blood is thicker. Not in this case. Not in this case. He's not going to. If you think about it, the only he killed his own brother. The only person that's really been there for him had been cold. And even throughout this entire time in this issue, cold is kind of he's telling like he's telling Axel, Axel's being a dick as Axel always is. And he's telling right. fall back. Stop doing that. He's making cold news that makes all the calls. And this one. He's like, Martin, do this. You make the call. The entire time they're going to the observatory, he's he goes, he's going to Martin. He's going like, if you don't want to do this, I get it. We don't have to do this. You know, at one point they're going up there and it's raining. And he's like, you know, Martin usually provides him cover with rain. And, he, and Colding says in the tape, he's like, yeah, we don't need the cover, but he's, he's, he's making it rain anyway. I don't say anything. It just shows you how close the rogues are. Right. He let his own son die. They had a mission. Good old fashioned revenge. And they got it. Again, tragic story. Real tragic story. Speaking of tragic stories, the pyromaniac who burned down his own house at his own at a young age, killing his entire family. Heatwave. Mick Rory. Now we say a lot of these guys are, you know, they're they're crazy or 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 or, or they're 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 psychopaths or they're just super smart people. Mick Rory is the truest depiction of pyromania you're going to see in comics. So we've seen the, you know, because they even did it on Legend of Tomorrow. They showed him when he was a kid yep. burning his family and just being paralyzed by being so engrossed in the flames. They have another tragic story in, in, in Josh Rudd again where he, he had a job. He joined the circus. I had a job. I had a job I loved. New friends, and for years I managed to bury my desires. You know, has him talking to one of the women. He's like, "We're going for dinner later on tonight, Mick. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a hell of a cook, Janice. Janice, gonna make my mama's my grandmother's old chili. To uh, you know, I, I managed to bury my desires to ignore my lust. But one evening, one evening for no reason at all, I turned everything back on. And I knew I had gotten worse because I took pictures this time." <laughs> I couldn't wait to see them, but when I finally did, I ripped them up in disgust. I tried to forget what I, uh, what I, um, what I was, what I had done. I wanted so badly to be someone else, and after seeing a news report on the various rogues in Central City, I saw an opportunity. I designed a heat gun based on the flamethrower. I compacted the fuel and the cartridges along the base of the gun, focusing on a mixture of Greek fire and butane gas. Originally, the ignition system in the tip was a typical electrical coil, though the years I managed to improve it adding a laser that superheated the fire and helped me control its shape. I lined my fireproof suit with hoses filled with 
with the fuel and gave a gun a quick reload system for which to which I replaced the tanks whenever I locked it down in the holster. I was ready to commit crimes to burn buildings all in the name of robbery. The fire, it wasn't an illness anymore. It was a gimmick. He's sick. Mm-hmm. Very sick. Very sick. Um, the other thing, too, about him is he's another one of those rogues that, um, again, we'll talk about this later on when we talk about, you know, one of those other villains that happens to him, but he's one of the ones that goes good for a while. Right. Um, but he's fighting, he's fighting, he's been programmed to go good. He's fighting against his own programming. You know, at some point you see him, I think he ends up burning down an old bar or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just like, he, he's so crazy he, that program is not, that it, it, he basically fights through the program on his own, <laughs> you know, to go good. Um, in Rogue's Revenge, another one of my favorite moments. Each of the rogues takes on, basically takes on the person that has taken some of their, their gear. Uh, so Rogue goes, he goes against the, this other guy in a fire suit with a fire gun. And, um, he's standing there and he's like, the friction of the, uh, the, the flash hitch when he's moving 20 times the speed of sound can't even warm up his crimson cowl, but my fire can melt the, the flash's boots. You think about that if you still can. And this is as he's, the guy's firing his fire gun at, at Mick, Mick's firing his at his. Look, look at me. I'm not even breaking a sweat. How about you? You never appreciated it, did you? The beautiful dance it does. He's saying this as a guy literally burns from the inside out in his face. Yeah. The other Nick's thing. Nick's sick. I mean, yeah. That's... yeah. He's. And I feel bad because. And it's, it's great because in the issue, right when World War starts, he actually kind of. So what John did in Rogue War was he's a different rogue to open up each issue and kind of explain what's happening. But in doing so, he let Mick give Mick a voice for exactly what the rogues are. We used to work together, fighting someone as fast as the Flash. There was strength in numbers, especially when we can melt armored cars, walk through mirrors, and spawn blizzards with the wave of a wand. Even as quick as the speedster was, taking care of guys like us took some juggling. We got money, power, women, even a little respect from the rest of the underground. A lot of wannabes like Ra- Rainbow Raider and this new kid Trickster. Moves to the Twin Cities trying to spawn the rogue. I used to thank Captain Cold every chance I got. Because there's something else we all got out of this, too. A warm feeling inside. You look at us, at all of us, our histories and such. It's a common trait among the rogues. We lost family. Getting them back is all we ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the third line that you can see through most of the, especially first-generation rogues. Everything came at a cost. Everything. And we're about to talk about the guy who essentially broke the rogues. Before we do that, I just want to go back into it. Like, sure. In, in Rogue's Revenge, you know, they, they, they come back. looks like somebody found the entrance to Gamby's back room. Bypasses security with fire and ice. A secret door in a men's store. Where the hell are we? Gamby's private workshop, shop Axel. Who the hell is Gamby? He's our tailor. And Jennifer, from what I've, uh, from what you've done to James's outfit and the haircut, you need one. <laughs> yeah, these designs are for for Rainbow Raider and Pied Piper are so much cooler. Give me a break, Weather Wizard. This is a joke. Weather Wizard turns to him and goes, "This fabric is resistant to 500 mile per hour winds." 
We don't hire Gamby for his taste and color, Axel. We hire him for his ability to customize our uniforms to withstand what we put ourselves through. You know, and at one point, you know, I didn't get that that thing in there. Um, it's either cold or 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 um, or uh, Mick says it to the guy they're fighting. It's like you didn't have uh, you, you didn't you didn't have Gamby make your suit, did you? You didn't think about that because nobody wants again. This goes this goes like what Johns does is Johns gets you to respect the ropes, even their costumes. It's like yeah, you think this shit is you think this you think this shit is is, is funny looking. But it looks this way. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Think about what it does. You know, Heatwave's gun can melt the Flash's boost. The Flash moves at 20 times the speed of sound. That's friction. So that means at some point, how does, how does Heatwave not burn himself? How does Cold not burn himself? I mean, uh, uh, freeze himself. How's Weather Wizard able to to handle to to spawn you know these tornadoes and everything like that and not have his clothes ripped off? It's because of the way the, the silly costumes they're wearing. You don't think about it until you really think about it. And you're like, oh, okay. So now the man who broke the rogues. Nobody tops the top. Roscoe Dillon was uh, raised to believe he's better than everybody else. He uh, <laughs> he had powers. It's called what, mind never matter powers. Is that the best way to describe them? Mm-hmm. He could uh, control things with his mind, and uh, he could spin, and that seems like a stupid so, power. So let's just start off by just again, how silly he starts off as. He spins at super speed with with tops. Well, now I don't even think. He didn't even oh, start. Right. He didn't even. Like, he didn't spin. He just right. had the tops. This right. Is a gimmick. He didn't start being able to spin and do top speed. He started off, you know, just having literally having tops. <laughs> he had a bag of tops. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he he controlled those tops, and uh, he was a rogue. He was a, a two bit crook who who could who was who exploded things who had an obsession with tops. As his powers evolved in the Silver Age, he gained the ability to spin. Mm-hmm. His power and speed that made even the Flash look twice. And as he got better and stronger, he got worse and smarter. Which is, then you become a problem. A big problem. Uh, this is taken from the uh, uh, the Flash issue where uh, Barry's, or Wally's learning about the, the deal that Barry made that we're about to discuss. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I do this, Flash? It's not for the diamonds, though I do like to decorate my tops. It's not for the news. Like Captain Cold and Heatwave snatch that headlines to impress the women. It's for the thrill. The thrill of spinning your world upside down, dragging your psyche through the mud and dirt that ours has gone through. We'll see what kind of hero you are then, Flash. That's what separates the top from the, the rogues. Mm-hmm. He's not here to make his to make some money. He's not here to get, what did I say, what was the quote? What they're owed and maybe a little more. He's in it for the thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too, like we covered this when we did the original Rogue War, because you have you find out the the horrible secret that Barry Allen had, and that's when we all know that they went and they they changed uh, the Justice League came in and they altered Doctor Light's mind. Right. What Barry Allen makes a decision to do with the top is, and he starts realizing this is a problem. He decides I'm going to make him into an ally. So we're going to have Zatanna help him and change his mind and. And, and instead of having her wipe his mind, we're going to have him 
her give him a to make him into a good guy. Um, it goes horribly wrong. He can't horribly, horribly wrong because he because can't. He, he doesn't even in death. The top's mind was strong enough to to transcend it. Right. And possess other bodies and give those new bodies his powers. Mm-hmm. But he asked Zatanna to do something different. Don't just erase his mind. Make him good. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, dear listener, and you say, that seems like a bad idea, you couldn't be more right. Because one, he couldn't deal with the fact that what he had done in the past. Right. But two, he had more power. He was stronger. He was focused. He felt guilt for what he had done. And then that guilt manifested its way in a haphazard attack on the rogues where we just thought that he had, he had tried to kill the rogues too. So Wally takes it upon himself to undo what Barry's done, to untangle that knot of the conscious of the top. Mm-hmm. This goes again, predictably poorly. <laughs> it's a great fight scene between Wally and Zantana and the top. Mm-hmm. And it really speaks of Wally's true attempts at heroism. Mm-hmm. But you see that, and I'm just going to read the captions here. She chants, my throat and eyes go dry, colors dance in front of my face, something's happening. His head cracks back so fast, I actually lose my grip. This is the same man who a few years earlier couldn't be touched by Batman unless he got one to be touched. Mm-hmm. That should tell you just kind of the level of power we're dealing with. And then the top says, I know what he did to me, but you don't know. No one knows what I did to them. He is the reason all these rogues have tried to go good. Jesse James. Uh, Snark. He tried with Snark. Didn't take. Didn't take. You know? All that, that whole thing with them, the FBI and this stuff. And he was just like, you'd, and, it, and the great thing about it is it's such a psychological thing. He was like, you, first of all, you don't know which ones I did it to. You don't know when I'll take it back. That's how he leaves the fight. He says, some of the others are still under the spell. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know, you can't trust any of them now, Flash. Mm-hmm. Because one day, maybe not tomorrow, but one day indeed, I'm going to take all their goodness and rationality back and your world will come crashing down. And remember, at this point, we, we just talked about it. Hartley had become a good friend of Wally West. Very good friend. You know, he Wally had stuck his neck out to 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 protect him and do all this stuff. So it's like Wally's left thinking: Is he telling the truth? Is he not? Maybe he's lying. Maybe he's not. And uh, turns out he wasn't. No, no, he was being very honest, <laughs> and it kicked off the Rogue War. And the Rogue War was basically the FBI versus Cold's Rogues, and then Dylan makes himself known. Mm-hmm. He says, "I brought the new kids and." Tries to get involved with the fight. As they're fighting the Flash, he says, save me a leg, I want a trophy. And then he gets hit by a cold gun. Forgot one of the rules, Top. Rogues shouldn't fight each other. Because when they do, and then he smashes the top. Bad things happen. The next issue, uh, he <laughs> cold calls in Merrimack says, hey, where am I? He says, you're actually in the lower half of uh, Top's jaw. Right. <laughs> For all the impact the top had on this this run, he really isn't in there that much. But when he is, the impact's real. Because he basically sends all the rogues back to be normal, except for I think Hartley. Hartley was always Hartley was Hartley always, snaps out of it. Hartley snapped out of it. And Hartley always was going 
to to try to reform. Right. So it was a little bit different. Everybody else, like even then at the end, like Cold kind of brings in, I think, brings back, uh, it was uh, uh, Heat Wave and there was somebody else. James Jesse. James Jesse. He was like, once a rogue, always a rogue. And, you know, well, kind of really wasn't their fault. So we'll figure it out. Right. You know? And, and despite what they did, despite him killing them, there's also a moment where, because they have this, I can't remember what the name of it is, but they've had Mayor Master create this, this basically rogue uh, uh, grave, grave site. It's, it's Mirror Master, it's uh, Grodd, and it's also the four-dimensional uh, four man. Right. It's a plot of land that's technically one-by-one one space, but it actually is much bigger. Mm-hmm. And as they're leaving, after they bury Digger, they're, they're leaving, and Scott and uh, McCullough ask, what about Heatwave and Trickster they want in? Cold. They made mistakes, but they're both still rogues. They're still family. And there's nothing more important than family. Well, except maybe revenge. But you see in that picture... They also buried, they had a plot for the top. They buried the top. Because even though he's a dick, even though he, uh, they, again, he broke the rules mm-hmm. so many times. Right. And remember, because uh, again, it goes back to what we were saying a little bit. I think he goes, now that I'm thinking about it, it just hit me. It goes back to what, you know, um, Owen said to uh, uh, Snart. Remember, there was a relationship between uh, Lisa and the top. So in a way, even though he may, broke all these roles, he's still. Like this is and, and Lisa's dead. This is kind of maybe Snart kind of still trying to do something for his sister, and it's like sh- Lisa will want me to bury him. And again, he's still a rogue, so yep. we take care of our own. 100%. Even even if it means stopping them, we take care of our own. Hundred percent. Um, and let's talk about him, King Rogue, the man. <laughs> Mr. Snart, if you will. Uh, let me see which ones I want to read. Cause there, there's, <laughs> cause, okay, so so if you want to just read, a, a, you know, there's so many good uh, issues with um, uh, uh, Cole. But if you want to, I think it's what, 182, volume 2, 182, the issue that Johns did with Cold Absolute Zero. Do I murder? Do I murder? Sometimes. But only under two uh, two sets of circumstances: one, if it's kill or be killed, and two, if I'm after good old fashioned vengeance, payback, eye for an eye. Today is payback. Today I'm on the hunt. Today I'm a murderer. <laughs> All right. It's also important to understand. I think we, we mentioned it before, and I think this is one of your biggest complaints about the cold. Cold gun in uh, the Flash TV show. Ugh. It is not an ice gun. Do not call it an ice gun. Absolute zero. That's important. Because he does this thing, which I would love to see them. Like, you ever wonder why, how a guy who fired, if it's just ice, how he's able to catch up to the Flash? How is he able to even, see, the Flash can move at the speed of, Speed of light and just so fast. How can cold a regular guy and he doesn't have powers? How is he able to see the Flash? You find out. And this was one of the funnier issues. Is like this during Wonderland. He kind of tells the Flash this. He's like, "How do you think I always saw you?" He has a way of of doing a wide beam with his his gun that basically, for normal human beings, it freezes them. It's like it's so cold for you. But for somebody that's moving as fast as the Flash is. It just slows him down enough so that Cold can see him. And if you think about that, 
when you think about it, you have a guy who can can do that and then met, met, match him up with hey somebody like you know Captain Boomerang again how's Captain Boomerang able to do anything with the Flash but if you pair him with with, with Captain Cold who can then slow the Flash down enough without even the Flash really understanding and knowing this so you can see him now you got it now you got a one two punch. I quickly found out my cold gun did a lot, whole lot more than slowing me slow things down. It iced things up. Um, let me say, I'll go back. I, I just needed the power. I had to read somewhere that you uh, a simple form of centralized radiation, like the magnetic circles of uh, cyclotron uh, radiation, would activate the engine in my gun indefinitely. Once it re- or once energized, it would negate the kinetic energy and slow anything, even the flash, down to a standstill. I quickly found out my cold gun did a lot, whole lot more than slowly slow things down. It iced things up big time. The gun blasts were a little bright, so those glasses that, that the idiot made me, this is before when he had been, uh, um, they had made some glasses for he was just a, being a regular criminal. Those glasses they made me came in handy. I was more than happy to trade in my real name for something a, a bit more dramatic, I guess. Something that I, I thought would grab the attention, the Flash's attention. I always loved the cold. Added the captain part to give me an illusion of authority. Goodbye, Len- Lenny Snart. So again, Hello, Captain e- Cold. So even then, his his outfit makes sense. The glasses make sense. The coal gun and what it all makes sense. It looks silly, but there's a reason for it. And it and the issue you're talking about it ends with the first hint that this is not going to be a normal flash run. Mm-hmm. Because the issue is about writ large. It's it's about Captain Cold killing the guy who killed his sister. Chilbane. <laughs> In a very funny, very one-sided fight. It is hilariously one-sided fight. I'm trying to hold it in. The <laughs> creep that killed my sister is dead. I should be drunk, pass out on the floor, celebrating her. In the sack with hands, you're out in a job, but I can't shake this feeling. God, as much as I loathe it, as much as I hate it, my heart's not always cold. Mm-hmm. And so I'm crying. Cause he, I mean, I, it, if you tell me that's going to be, was that John's second issue? No, it's, well, top, it's one of his first ten issues, right? Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And then we get to 220, which, again, I'm going to keep coming back to Rogue War because it kicks off. And Lynn Snart says basically our mission statement of this podcast. They say a hero is only as strong as his villains. Yes. I'll, I'll, the wait, can I, can I, can I just stop and say I love the fact that we didn't talk about this up beforehand, but I have the, the same stuff. I have the same shit. Anyway, go, go ahead. They say a hero is only as strong as his villains meaning the Flash is more powerful than the whole Justice League of America combined. Go ahead and pick the era. doesn't matter. The Flash thinks we're slow. That's his nature, after all. But what the kid doesn't realize, there's always there's a reason the rogues always get the best of him. The reason we won't stay locked up, and the reason we'll always be back for more. What they fail to understand is that we sit, we got here tighter than any of their stupid groups. We're, we still, we kill, that's our chip. The rogues have an unspoken code, a bond stronger than death itself. We watched one another's backs to the end. That's why this here, what's been happening, what they've done to Owen and Digger, to damn disgrace. These turncoats are threatening our way of life. They want to bring this to us, but we're bringing it to them. It's war, ladies and gentlemen. This is war. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Sums it up. And it's hard to not take their side. Even when they go back to their hideout and you're reminded that uh, earlier in the series that he stole the Stanley Cup. Mm Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he could. 
So when uh, I mentioned before a few issues, uh, way before this, there's a little Wonderland issue where him, Flash, and Mirror Master are trapped in right. this Mirror Universe. And in this Mirror Universe, you have every, you know the cops are basically fascists and stuff like that. And one of them, they keep calling, they keep calling Snart Mr. Freeze. So the Snart goes, oh, Freeze, that lovesick freak, he has an ice pistol that's huge snow. The name's Captain Cold, and this is a cold gun. I achieved what Jewel and Thompson only dreamed of. My my gun negates thermal motion and stops protons and electrons dead in their tracks. People too. He's not wrong. They have silly names. They have silly costumes. They are not to be fucked with at all. And they have they have the code. They have the code. They stick to it. And you know. There's plenty of times in here where you'll see, you know, you know, the Rose and, and them will rally behind Captain Cole to help the Flash on something because there's a bigger issue. Like, there's plenty of times they're like, you know what? This is our city. If anybody's going to bring it down, it'll be us. But nobody else, nobody else is going to come into our city and fuck this shit up or fuck the Flash up. That's our job. Stay in your fucking lanes. <laughs> and you see him repeatedly not really becoming good, but he'll go and do what seems like the good thing. Like, there's, oh, let me see if I can find it. Um... I think this is when we're looking for. I think it's the issue where uh, they are something's going on, and it's is it the thinker or something's happening in the city, and it's when Computron steals the city. Yes. Okay. And like, there's fires going on. Yeah, there we go. And it's like, um, uh, uh, I can't remember the the two cops' names. But they're going Shire in there. Marilla, probably. Yeah, that's where it is. It's like damn lightning storm sparking up all the fires. Work of the weather where there, but the Flash Museum. Uh, trust me, Morello. Uh, Cyborg and the rest of the force are being held inside. If we take, if we want to take out the Thinker, we're gonna need him. All right. So they're walking. There's all these fires. The, the, the Captain Cold is with them, and they're walking past the the statue of Barry Allen, and it's on fire. And mind you, the rest of the city is on fire too. Next thing you know, you see Cole take his gun out, and he puts the fire out on the, on the on the Barry Allen statue. You haven't put out a single fire since we crossed over in the Central. Why that one cold, Barry Allen statue? Call me sentimental. It's just. <laughs> it, I I saw that and I was just like, yeah, he really didn't put any of the fires. He literally only put yeah. out the, the Barry Allen statue. Like they have this rule, they have this thing. It's a, it's not really a, it's a game to them, but it's also serious and it's just crazy. So, um, get anything else you want to do before we get into the new, what happened with the new Fifty Two stuff? No, I want to hear. I'm curious about this because I, so, I know some of it. I, I dipped out on the series. So, now. so what happened with the new Fifty Two is you come in and you first get entered, and again, there's some good and bad stuff that happened in New Fifty Two. With the Flash, you come in and you get, you first get introduced. I think with uh, some of the rogues and like you get Captain Cold and first time you come across Captain Cold for his appearance, he doesn't have a cold gun. He actually has powers. Seems like he's a metahuman. And you're just like, what the fuck? All right. right. Why did you make Captain Cold a metahuman? It completely... what it's worth, that was my exact reaction. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what it was for me. It was like, and I'm going through this. I'm like, wait, that takes away everything about the rogues because 
their 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 identity is the fact that they're not metahumans, but they're just as dangerous as metahumans. You know, you need that coal gun because it shows you the ingenuity in what they do is part of who they are. But then you car if you this is one of the things where you gotta keep reading. You then find out what happened. What happened was Cole was given an opportunity. You know, it's like you guys are always going against the flash, you guys always come up short. So what if we actually gave you real real powers? So I don't have the um actual I don't think I have the screenshot of it, but Cole basically makes makes a call. He says, We're gonna do this. We're gonna you know, it's um we're we're going to use this device and we're going to get actual powers based off of what no we we do so i have my coal gun mick has his fire and weather wizard has his has his his his, uh the weather manipulation they were going to do that so they go around this this thing they put it down there things go horribly wrong though first it seems like um lisa is either killed or almost killed and is put into a coma um uh scroder is being is, is stuck in the mirror 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 verse so what you get is you get all of these rogues with their powers, but there's other than I don't think Cold really has a side effect, but everybody else has these major side effects. Mick gets burned horribly, you know. Yeah, sure, he can, you know, he has his fire, but he gets burned horribly. So you have all these rogues with this, and we end up finding out that with Golden Glyer, his sister, she's not dead, but she can astral project herself. So what you end up getting is you get another mini rogue war where Lisa. And um, Scro- Mirror Master come together and they convince the other rogues to turn against Lenny. Because they all blame him for putting them in the situation. And um, again, while I, 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 ho- I think eventually, I know at least with um, Cole loses his power and he gets back, goes back to the gun. But what I like about it is, is it's different and it takes chances. But they don't go, oh, we're just giving the rogues powers. You see that a ro- there, one, there's consequences for it. And two, the rogues aren't happy with it. They didn't want it. They followed they followed a Leonard Snart into doing this, and it goes wrong. And at one point, they decide, and this is one of the few times you've seen this, they decide to follow Lisa instead. And they say, you're out. And at one point, they start going after Captain Cold. And so it's like the rogues versus Captain Cold. You know? And at one point, he has a team up with the Flash, and it's going down. And then eventually, uh, there's a panel where... Uh, you see him facing off against Lisa, and they go to something else. And then when you come out, you kind of find out that Lisa and and and, and Lenny talked, and they decided we don't need to fight anymore. <laughs> and that's when it leads into um, guerrilla warfare, because that's when uh, Grodd shows up after Lenny knocks out the Flash. But I okay. I think it's I I think it's one of, like you said it's one of those things where they took a chance, but they also understood that. What made the rogues special was the fact that they didn't need powers. And the rogues didn't want this. Lenny wanted this uh, and wanted to do this and made the decision. And it was it was a wrong decision. Right. He, he made the wrong call. He made the wrong call, which is something you don't normally see from him. So, and again, like, so when I started reading it, I, again, when I first read it, I was like, oh, fuck this. What the fuck are you doing? But then as I started going through, I started realizing, oh, they understand that it's not a good thing. They shouldn't do this. And eventually Cole does get his Cole. I don't know about the other ones, but I know Cole definitely does lose his powers and he has to go back to the Cold gun. Okay. Um, but um, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. That's a good, I mean, that's, I mean, the story has yeah. never been told. Right. And I think that's how you, 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 you change it up a little bit, you know, you change it up and you have them do this and you have, cause again, you have Mick blaming 
blaming Lynn. Like you have these friendships kind of fractured. You have, you know, uh, 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 Snart versus his sister. Right. You know, you have these things where, you know, there's a lot of internal issues. And again, not all of it is great. Like I said, I, I, I think they went to a Marco Martin for Weather Wizard or something like that. I'm like, why don't you just make a Mark? I don't know. But it's just, um, but it's an interesting dynamic to, uh, to it that I thought was, that was pretty good. Let me see if I have, is it, yeah, no. I'm trying to see if I had any panels from it. I don't think I did. But, um, yeah, so that's that's how that goes with that. And I, like I said, I, I thought it was interesting. Not not as good as the John stuff, but it was a different take on things. And I don't know. They haven't. I know in the Flash Rebirth stuff, they show you the rogues just saying, maybe time to get out of Keystone uh, or, or Central City for a while. Cause right. That's when all the other things. a bunch of speedsters, and they're just like, you know, we want no part of this. So we don't, I, yeah. But I don't know what they... I have a feeling they probably go. They go, probably go back to the normal rooks. They did it with Amanda Waller. She's back to normal Amanda Waller. So we'll see. So, all right. Um, does that cover all the the actual rogues? Time to get to the runners. So again, these you can't don't call these guys super. You know, super villains. These are they actually these are the only out of all the rogue galleries you hear people say about rogue galleries. These are the only ones that are called the rogues. Yes. Only ones. It matters. All right. Then you get into the speedsters. Want to start from the bottom and work our way up again? Let's start with the youngest. All right. Thaddeus Thawne. Mm-hmm. And people hear, oh, no, you just made a, a, a reverse version of the, the hero. You just said, you know, I'm going to make a, I'm gonna make a, a backwards version of, an, of, of Impulse. And that may have been true in the initial. What they did different is Thaddeus Thawne is a deranged clone of Bart. Um, nickname inertia, inertia or kid zoom, usually inertia. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we could tell inertia stories here, and that's fine. He led to the directly led to the death of Bart Allen. There's an issue called All Flash One. It's when Wally came back, and it's Wally's tracking down Bart's killer. I'm just going to read the next two pages. This is what Bart's talking to Wally is. Wally's got inertia by the lapels and is running across the planet because inertia's lost his speed. Powerless. That's how <clears throat> That's how we were able to nail him. And you know what? He looks, bare, looks Wally dead in the eye. He screamed like a little bitch. This is now Wally's internal monologue. Iris said when I found her that inertia was the prime mover in Bart's death. She didn't have the stomach to tell me how pleased it made him. With every footfall, I can think of 12 different ways to kill him for what he's done dark, disturbing ways and spreading his molecules like a bug on a windshield. I have never felt justified in taking a man's life before today, but Inertia's not a man. He's a kid. A sick, corrupt clone of my cousin. An irredeemable sociopath with Bart's face. And that he is a piece of Bart is the only thing otherwise, that spares his otherwise fetid life. I can't cross that line. I can't kill him. So I do something worse. Inertia is... And we're going to get into some other ones, but Inertia's bad. Like, he killed Bart because he could. Mm-hmm. Tricked the rules into rivalry. It. He tormented and killed Bart Allen because he could. And uh, that he pushed Wally that far that we just read. And eventually, you know, Wally puts him in suspended animation in uh, what, the, the, what, something worse is he puts him in suspended animation 
in the Bart Allen wing of the Flash Museum. Mm-hmm. So he has to stare at Bart for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. He eventually gets out, of course, because everyone does. But it's something that it was a very fitting puzzle to the crime. He's still conscious. He still sees and still hears and thinks in real time. But he's trapped for eternity in a frozen body, forced to stare with eyes that take 100 years to blink at the ghost of the man he could never be. I'm really, it, yeah, a nurse is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A nurse is a lot. And he that, set up the rogues to kill Bart. To kill his creature. And gets his come up, as we talked about in Rogue's Revenge, when um, the rogues make it very clear it's not about the kid that they killed. Mm-hmm. It's about the one fucked up beer like Colt said. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's go from the bottom up. I guess we're talking about Zoom next. Oh, well, wait, there's a couple more. Um, okay, let's, do you want to yeah, do oh, Savitar yeah. since he's going to be on the next season? Savitar which, will be on the show. He'll be on the show next season, which is basically he formed his own cult. Cult of Speed. The cult of Speed. And um, gave Wally hell. First appearance was uh, Volume 2, 108. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last had... appearance was Flashy Birth number two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, he's basically accelerated. He at here's the thing you got to realize at the point when when Wally West comes up against Savitar, um, and it'll be interesting how they deal with him on the show, um, because you kind of already done this a little bit with with with, with Zoom last season on the show, but when 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 Wally comes when Wally comes up against Savitar, Savitar knows more about the Speed Force and Speed than Wally does. He's technically a little bit. Maybe not, maybe not faster, but he can, and he knows about stealing people's speed. He knows about, he has speed, uh, speed absorption. He can heal himself this week. Like he's doing things. He studied the speed. He worshiped the speed, the speed force started with, I think Max Mercury and uh, who was it else? It was, was it, was it Johnny quick? I think. Yeah. Johnny quick. Yeah. Johnny quick and, and Max Mercury. And then he's just, he, he shows back up. And he just starts wrecking, wreaking havoc. And he's just like, he's basically looking at the flashes as blasphemers. Because they was like, you don't understand your speed. You don't even understand what you're getting. You don't understand the power you have. And so the way that Wally deals with him is literally to give him what he wants. He basically runs him so fast and gives him to the speed force. And it's like, you guys deal. Let the speed force deal with him. So technically, he's never really defeated. <laughs> right, he's taken away. He's just... Absorbed into the speed force, and and he's one of the few villains that was literally given exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He wanted the speed force. He gave him the speed force. Let them deal with it. This is what you want. He goes, yeah, but he's a fucking problem, and he's just he forms he forms his own cult of speed, and it's just it's a it's a very I mean again, there's not a lot of issues with him, but it'll be interesting seeing what they do with him on the show. Um, and then, like you said, in Flash Rebirth, uh, not not the new Rebirth, but when Bear, the return of Barry, uh, the real return of Barry Allen, right. um, he um, Barry Allen touches him and he basically he Buffy does, he Buffy vampires him, he dusts him. Yeah, he dusts him. <laughs> uh, uh, again, who else you got? Reverse uh, flashes. Um, well, there's also uh, I guess before we even get to the t- the the, the reverse Claris? flash, huh? You talking about Claris? I was going to do just a Black Flash. Okay, oh, that's different. Yeah, Black Flash just, is fine. Which is just basically the manifestation of of death. For speed so it's, and I think I, it's been retconned so many times mm-hmm. that I like the way it was done kind of uh, with Final Crisis where, yeah, we see him as the Black Flash, but he's also the Black Razor. It's just 
the the speedster manifestation of death. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's I mean it's 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 cooler than the Black Racer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually talking about this other uh, this other reverse flash from uh, Jake Eric's day, the Rival. Yeah, I had that in here too. Yep, Rival Edward uh, Claris. Um, he was just he he believed he had recreated the formula that gave Jerry Eric his speed. He then became, um, he then wore a darker version of the Flash's outfit and fought the Flash, but the formula was temporary. It was basically the, what was it, the uh, Velocity 6, or whichever one resulted in that girl dying in the show. It overran him, and, uh, but he was retrieved from the Speed Force to be, uh, to now be able to possess speedsters in, in Jeff Johns' JSA run, which, of course, Jeff Johns. So... Um, I guess that let's, uh, yep. let's, let's get into the next one. We, are we doing, I guess we're doing Zolomon Hunter, right? We all know who has to be last, right? Well, it has to be you, Bob, right? If Thawne is last. Yeah, Thawne has to be last. So Okay. We're doing, doing Zoom. Which we did, we did a lot. We won't, we won't spend <laughs> too much time yeah, on Zoom. Because he was, was, we covered a lot of Zoom. We covered a lot of Zoom when we did the Wally West character corner. Um, and so, we, but. The thing that gets me about Wally West, I mean, about Zoom, because he does the same thing with inertia when he makes some uh, kids Zoom. Zoom's whole thing is, I'm here to make you a better whatever. Mm-hmm. For, for, for Wally, it's, I'm here to make you a better hero. For Zoom, for, for, for inertia, he literally kind of tortures Bart Allen's clone, and I'm, I'm here to make you into a better villain. Yeah. Like, he is frightening. And it's all, and again, this is somebody who used to be a close friend of Wally West, um, Hunter, Hunter Zolomon. Uh, he became a profiler of the rogues. Yep. Um, after, and he was, a, he was, a, I think it was an FBI profiler. FBI profiler. Quantico worked with his wife and her father. Right. And her father made the wrong call, said that this serial killer wasn't going to have a gun. He did end up killing his his wife's uh, was which were they married at the time? Yeah, his father in law. Yeah, killing his father in law, shot him in the knee, ended his career in the field. Uh, and wife left him, um, so he becomes he comes I think Keystone and becomes you know the profile of the rogue. So he has mm-hmm. he puts files on all the rogues. It's a big thing up until uh, I guess the issues when 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 Grodd. Snaps him and snaps his. When Grodd decides to leave Iron Knights. Right. When, yeah. When, when Grodd decides he's had enough time being locked up. But before then, is a big deal with uh, Hunter putting together this 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 list of the rogues and profiles on the rogues. At one point, I think it's cold or somebody goes and steals it because they want the profile Trickster. on the. Yeah, Trickster goes and steals because they want the profile on the rogues. Like it's a very important thing. And because he's done all this stuff, you have to understand Hunter and Zolomon. Zoom does not like the rogues. I'm going to read from, uh, like I said, during Rogue War, each issue opened with a different person narrating. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Issue 223, uh, it opens with a different rogue narrating issue. This one opens with Hunter. My name is Hunter Zolomon. Despite what the public believes, I am the fastest man alive. I am Zoom, but I am not a rogue. Far from it. I have taken my name and colors from Erebard Thawne, the time traveler known as Professor Zoom, in order to terrorize my friend, Wally West, the Flash. I suffered through tragedy. I lost my family to it. I understand the depths it will drag one down to. And only by surviving does one become stronger. 
I'll recreate myself to help my friend and then turn the world. I will do anything to make the Flash a better hero. He's a crazy person. I love who, when, yeah. You who after Grodd almost broke him, ended up in a wheelchair. He decided that he wanted to go back and save change one day. Change the day his father in law got shot. Wally of course said you can't do that. So he hops in the treadmill with his wheelchair and decides <laughs> to try to do it himself because he's a crazy person. <laughs> he wakes up with time powers that mimic themselves as speed powers and then kills Wally's unborn children. I love that 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 that, that the the one where he's let me tell you one more secret record I found test done. Hmm. You were going to have a baby girl and a baby boy. I'm teaching you how to be a better hero, Wally. Lesson 1 is over. Time for lesson 2. That shit just gives me chills. I just, it's unfair. I, I just, it's just like these issues were just. Uh, this is the they're the, hard to read. It's called blitz, and it's just because that's what really that's what really what happens with Zoom. Zoom blitzes <laughs> Wally West, and it just cover zero. <laughs> Go mm, get yeah, I need to make you into a hero that will take. This is the thing I put I put in my last one when I was talking about DC for Super Tuesday. I need to make you into a hero that will take any risk needed. You must learn to see what it's like to live with loss so that you will do anything in your power to help people. People like me. I'm making you a better hero, Flash. And that's what he thinks he's doing. That's what he thinks he's doing. At one point, he, he teams up with the original uh, Reverse Flash and it becomes this big thing. And he, he literally goes back and he... Because he kills Wally's unborn kids by... Um, Snapping his fingers and it causes a concussion and it makes Linda fall down and she has a miscarriage. So what he does, he gets Ebot to come in because he doesn't. He you got to remember because Thawne doesn't isn't technically a speedster, which is what they changed between this and the show. Zoom is not a speedster. He can manipulate time and it looks like he's a speedster, but he has no connection to the speed force. So in order to use a cosmic treadmill, he had to go get Thawne to do it. So he literally has Thawne using the treadmill as he's taking Wally back to the moment. When Linda gets hurt and has him going back and reliving that moment over and over and over again, because he is a dick and he's trying to break Wally. And it is, it is just, <sighs> no other way to put it. Uh, I think at one point, the first time he stopped, uh, Wally stops him, he's able to put him in stasis. And he, he I think he, he takes him through the speed force and has him stuck in a moment where he, all he can do is watch. I think is it the moment that his, father-in-law gets shot won't have a gun i promise yeah you won't have a gun i promise yeah he keeps going back and reliving that one moment and yeah so it's just go back and listen to the the wally west character corner guys because that's (laughs) that covers it because it's just if you want to know more about about zoom it's all there and just know this is a bad motherfucker and this is a dude that you know doesn't like the rogues the rogue like and i think in rogue war he shows up and fucks up the rogues and the rogues you know, just he doesn't like him. <laughs> um, he's also in that Rogue's Revenge where he's trying to, he's trying to um, make inertia better. Make inertia better, but inertia turns a tr- uh, turns the tables on him, and I think Zaps takes him back somehow, takes him back through time, back. back to when he's just Hunter Zolomon in a wheelchair. And I don't think he Hunter Zolomon's in New Fifty Two right now, is he? No, I haven't seen him now. No, so, um, but um, whew, yeah, yeah, those. That 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 was Jeff Johns basically showing the fuck off with that shit because that shit was just brutal, brutal. But still not the number one 
speedster. Okay, so the original. All right, so Thon. Hear about Thon. The original professor, original professor Zoom, the original Reverse Flash. So his original, his original um, origins creepy. He's a super fan who came back in the past to learn from his learn from his uh his hero the Flash, but learned he was just a man, Barry Allen, so he became the Reverse Flash to be faster and replace him. Jeff Johns did something when he brought back the Flash. He retconned Barry's history that his mother died as a child. He didn't just retconned that. He retconned Professor Zoom's history and made it way, way, way creepier. I don't know if you've read these issues that ended before New 52. No. All right, so this is going to be um, – you're about to hear some shit. Oh, God. Thon was born in the 25th century. His parents genetically engineered him to be highly intelligent and have a particular appearance. He, he had a lack of social skills and tendency to daydream, though. So they thought that having a second kid would help him adjust. They had a second kid. Um. He spent so much time in social bonding sessions and analysis with his brother that he fell behind in his studies. He blamed his father brother for it. So his application to study the Speed Force at the Flash Museum was rejected. He began doing his own research, and he was caught by his brother, an officer in the police. It's at this point in his past that a future version of Mr. Thawne went back and prevented his brother from ever being born. This allowed his own past to change. He could focus on the studies. He was admitted to the Flash Museum. Another scientist, Professor Drake, announced he was on the verge of proving the existence of the Speed Force. Thawne offered to collaborate with him, but he refused. He was refused. And then Drake died because a future version of Thawne came back and killed him. So now there's a new timeline. Thawne is now the professor of the Flash Museum. His knowledge of the Speed Force has caused his peers to nickname Professor Zoom. But his research was unsuccessful when he tried to tap into the Speed Force. His parents got concerned and made them close the Flash Museum. So then his future self reached back and caused the death of his parents so he can continue his research. He then fell in love with a reporter named Rose, hired by Central City Science Today to interview him. But he learned she was engaged. So his future self came back and killed his killed her fiance. Wait, what 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 issues are these? These are this is the end of this is the end of uh John's run post rebirth pre fifty two. Okay. But that wasn't enough because she fell in love with someone else. So then he went back and killed every man Rose ever dated. Good God. That made her and Thawne become platonic friends. Platonic. But when she continued to rebuff his advances... Let me guess, he went back and killed her. No, no, no. Oh. He traumatized her as a child, made her a mute, and left her be institutionalized for the rest of her life. Good God. <laughs> Good God. As I said, he's a crazy person. But now we get to where the new timelines match up with the old timeline that we've all read. So Thon goes back to the 20th century to study Barry Allen closer because he's his hero. And Travis transferred back. I'm went through plastic operations so he could look like Barry. Came across the cosmic treadmill and traveled back to the through the time. When he got there, he forgot that he wasn't Barry Allen, and he arrived after the death of Barry Allen and Wally West of the Flash. We've talked about this in the Wally West character corner, but. He literally thought he was Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. He then snapped, remembered he was Thawne, learned he was destined to become the Reverse Flash, and was sent back to his own time. He then terrorizes Barry through his entire career, culminating um, with the murder of Iris Allen. Flash 275. Like, 
what happens with this is because I went back and read it, and the first time I was like, wait, that's not. I was like, wait, there's no thon here. Like, I don't understand this. They went. It's a. It's older. You got to understand that. When you go back and read it, though, it makes sense because you you get, you get, you see Iris dead, and you see there's another. I can't remember the other characters. Clive Yorkin. Yeah, Clive, and you, you think that's the person who killed him, and then you get in, you start reading the other issues, you realize this is all the plan of Thawne. And that Thawne literally... Which is super sophisticated for a book written then. It, no, it, like, it's way... Like, that's what I'm, I was reading, and I was like, wait, no. They, they they didn't write this kind of stuff back then. Right. And they even had him literally... You see the, the panel where he vibrates his hand through her head to kill her. Yeah. I, I... Again, it still got, like, the issues of it being so old. But like you said, they didn't write issues like this back then. This this is almost like some Hickman type shit, you know, some John type shit. Where you're like, oh, that's where you're going with that. Like, it was, and you, you, yeah. Years later, Barry was gonna get married again. He met a new woman, Fiona Webb, and uh, soon left a message. Soon finally freed himself from the trap Barry left him in, and on the message said, "Meet me at the house where Barry and out where you guys used to live." We'll talk about what happens on the way there in a second. Thawne showed up, or Barry showed up, and clotheslines him for speed, which broke Zoom's neck. He, just so you guys know, Zoom's corpse was stolen from the morgue by the rogues. They destroyed his coffin in a rage, because they always hated speedsters. They ended up burying him in Avernus, though. But if you look at the Avernus gravestone, it's been spray-painted and spat upon. It's been denigrated because he's a speedster and that should have been the end of professor zoom but jeff johns is a brilliant writer (laughs) in issue 224 of volume two of the flash the reverse flash returns earbud thong professor zoom the reverse flash is my uncle's greatest enemy as bloodthirsty as thought as grod as twisted as murmur and as fast as any of us Thawne was born in the 25th century, became obsessed with my uncle, learned how to tap into the Speed Force and traveled back in time, threatening to murder on Iris a dozen times over, but he was killed years ago, centuries before he was even born. Who would have thought, said Thawne, I have a legacy of my own, centuries before I live and be born. It's backwards, it's reversed, it's destiny. And what you learn in the reading of the, the end of Rogue War is that this is not Thawne from anywhere, from nowhere in from someone very specific in the time stream. On his way to the wedding, Zoom used Jay Garrick's speed to pluck him out of the timeline and ask him to fight Wally. He then says to Wally, let me just get the quote here. Excuse me one second. I'll make sure I have the exact quote here because he notes that he something in the back of his mind reminded him of Wally. He doesn't like Wally for some reason. He can't remember why. Because when he came back as a return of Barry Allen, his mind was wiped in the tr- in the process. Mm-hmm. And he then Zoom and Professor Zoom torture Wally until Barry shows up to help him. The whole crossover ends with Barry taking Zoom back to that day, back to running towards Fiona, and this is the moment before he snaps Zoom's neck. He eventually comes back again because that's what heroes, that's what villains do. 
and it's one of my favorite quotes from Flash Rebirth. It started the second he ran through these streets. There was a flash of lightning from beyond, followed by a thousand thunderous footsteps. His stride ushered a new age of those who would shatter the speed of sound, light, and time, those who would race down the same road he did, enforcing his archaic sense of justice. This man refused to believe the line between good and evil blurred like scarlet and gold he wore. It is a simple fact, Barry Allen. You were guilty or not guilty. You were wrong about many things, Barry. Guilty or not guilty, everyone is guilty. Death is never the end, and lightning always strikes twice. My God. Yeah. And when I say that he's just, he, he, Wally's description of him is perfect. As bloodthirsty as Grodd, as twisted as Murmur, and as fast as any of us. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's Thawne. And that's, like, that's one thing they've nailed on the show, is he is just evil. Mm-hmm. He's just a psychopath. And reading that story, I love how I was reading that, you were like, wait, did he kill her too? No, 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 no. Right. It made drove her insane. Because that's who Thawne is. Yeah, I have to find, I have to find those issues. <laughs> I, I got to read that shit now, man. Was that, was that the Rebirth joint? The, no, the... it was after, re- so after Rebirth, they ran a Flash series for, I think, 12 or 10 issues. Okay. So it, and it like... was there that you realized that one, Barry never realized it, but the reader does, because you're like, his mom was with him his entire life. Mm-hmm. So you think to yourself, oh, they just screwed something up. But no, they did it on purpose. <laughs> they did it as an illustration. And then Thawne, again, um, I know a lot of people love the Flashpoint series. and I, But he's the prime mover for Flashpoint. Because even when Barry changes the past, there's a ghost in yellow and red who's like, you idiot. Right. He just He's just there you to sit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's just, it's, Thon's the devil. He is. Like, people are like, oh, the Joker, oh, let's lose it. No. Listen, the return of Barry Allen run they did in, in, in uh, was, it's uh, 73 through 79 in volume two. Bro. Like, it is torturous. To, because cause... all Wally wants to think is his uncle's back. Right. And then when you start seeing that, you know, his, like, this is one point, I think it's, the issue is called, like, the worst day in Wally West's life or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's just, it's basically, one, uh, his uncle, quote, unquote, Uncle Barry, doesn't save him at one point and leaves him there and, like, he, like Don can, 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 can vibrate out, but, but Wally can't. He just leaves him there. And he goes on TV and says, sorry, but, yeah, uh, Wally West is dead. And it's just, like, it's just, it's, just, it's just torturous what he does to Wally then, you know? Yeah. Um... So, uh, this actually might have been longer. Was it almost longer than? This is close. Longer than I thought it was going to be. It's longer than I thought, but it needed it. Tell us we're wrong now. Yeah, you find me a better a better road gallery. I'll wait. You find me one that ends with, yeah, he took his place for a while and literally convinced everyone who loved him that he was actually him back for the grave. And, and I want you guys after, under- he, after he killed his wife. And I, I, want, I want you to I want you to understand that what we did here was. We, no pun intended, we sped through the speedsters because they're not rogues. We could probably, we could probably, we'll probably end up doing this. I talk about Earbart Thawne for an hour. We should, we'll probably do this at some point. I can't do it now. I it can't, I need to get, I, it can't be in the next year or so because I can't think about this last <laughs> movie. But at some point, we'll just do the DC speedsters and just go and like the villains and the heroes on on both sides. 
Or maybe just do the Flash family, and then maybe we'll do the reverse Flash family. Or something like that, because it's incredible when you go through that stuff. And, like, just that alone, just just the rogue, if you will, the speedster rogues against anybody else's rogues. I'll wait. And he hasn't even get into the real rogues, the actual rogues. The union. The union. The organized union. Who work as a team. Who split their money and have cuts and have dues and have rules. And people say that makes them lame or makes them contrived. No. It means they don't turn on each other. It means there's no easy. It means that every time Barry or Wally or any speech or comes up against them, they, they have to be on the tip, tip, tip on their game. And guess what? On their game, just going to keep them alive because they're not going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of times that the rogues actually just get away with it. It's mind-boggling. You're like, wait, he's the fastest in life. Like, yeah, but they put him in position. Like, yeah, they put him in position where they had to leave. Rogue Wars ends technically with the rogues winning because peacing out. They, like, they, out. they get their members back. They peace out and they t- like even like it, it's so. I Wally gets upset because at one point, uh, 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 Cold is talking to him through one of Mirror Master's um, uh, mirrors, and it's just like, how do you let you know we never really wanted this? He's like, shut up, shut up. I'm going to pull the panel up. Hold on, I got it right here. Hold on. <laughs> you find it here. here so, it is. so, so before you get into like, that's the other thing too. Like, the other thing about the rogues is they mix and match so well. So it's like you have a guy, mirror master, who needs mirrors. So you're like, well, he needs mirrors. What if you don't have mirrors? Well, you have a guy with a coal gun who can make ice. Right. You have reflection. At one point during the rogue war, they're like, we need a bigger mirror. <laughs> and he, mm-hmm. that's how they get garage there. Yeah. And it's like, so now you have them being able to basically do these uh, tag team matches where they're tagging each other in and doing combo moves on Barry. It's just like. All right, I'm going to read the whole page here. So the page, the first panel on the page is uh, Jay Garrick and Kid Flash standing um, in the scene of the fight and the rogues vanishing into ice. Where did Wally? Hey, the rogues are disappearing. They're sinking in their reflections. Mayor Master must be. And then Mary Magic comes out of him, holding the turtle by the neck. Don't bother running, old man. Get another old man to provide the grid away, all right? He's here. Your speed don't work. And then Wally comes back from the past. Flash, you're back. Are you all right, son? Yeah, I got a headache, but I'm okay. Flash. And then it's Cole talking to him through a reflection. I want you to know we never started this war. The rogues didn't want it. There's no winner here with us, I guess. They never really cold for once. Shut up. And he smashes the, the ice. <laughs> So good, man. So good. I would love to. I will have the debate on who's in the best rogues gallery in comics because bring it you're not on. This. You're, you're, you're bring it on. We'll we'll take it. We'll take you're not it. Not toughing this. I'm sorry. You can't. I'm 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 sorry. You're not. We struggle to find some runs to get all the rogues together. I mean, some of, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about with other oh, with other the rogues. Yeah. Because it's like yo, you see them being here or there. They'll pop in for an issue here or there. Manipulate here with the rogues. You get. It's rarely that you get just one rogue. Yeah. You know, you'll get two of them together, maybe two or three of them together, all of them together with Rogue Wars or something like that. I mean, it's just like it, it, it just it just happens, man. It's just. Yeah, we'll have that. I'm not even going to say we'll have the debate because it's not a fucking debate. Right. You can talk. You can tell me who you like more. You can tell me who you identify more with. Fine. But when we talk about who the best is. The flash hand down. Hands down. Hands down. When you actually, if you try to tell me no, I'm like, but are you actually reading this? Are you listening to what we're talking about? 
Don't just look at the costumes. Don't look at the names. Look at what they can actually do. Look at what they've done. Like, like, like I said, you go back. They to kill that, the Flash. Right. They killed. They killed the Flash. They didn't mean to, but they did it. Again, uh, volume two. I'll go back to volume two, issue nineteen. Uh, the meeting on the rogue where Wally shows up to that to, to the to to talk to the rogues and stuff like that. And it's literally just a it's it's just them 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 having him like they they invite him in. And they're like, oh fuck it, we're here. We're not gonna fight. And we talk about it, and you have. Cole Tone was like, "Yo, we could we could be running this place. We could be see, we have we have enough power. We have enough smarts. We could be running the world. We don't want that. The only thing that limits the rogues is their own. The fact that they don't they 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 just want to keep it simple. They yeah. and they know the game because mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back. The last thing I'm talking about today is something you talked about very early. Send flowers to Mister Dibney. What you mean like one's place is poison gas or something? I hooked that up." No trickster, just flowers and no card. They didn't know robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. And Wesley just says, what about the job? We're not done here. I lost my appetite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what happens? They're like, okay, cold. We're done. Well, it's, it's, and the thing is, before that, you get to feel the, ex, the, the explanation. Merlin, because Mary Master says, when I first heard what happened, I thought it was funny at first. I totally realized it was going to mean to us. Mm-hmm. And Cold says, Merlin's right. This is bad for business. Weather Wizard. The elongated man's wife. He didn't have enemies. Trickster says none? Cold. He wasn't as rare, arrogant as the rest of the league. I want you to stick with Kronos and the others, McCullough. Make sure the rogues aren't connected in any way. We got enough to deal with. Everything's playing with it. Nothing's a mistake. And that's why I respect the hell out of the rogues. They're fun. Shit. And Cold, as much as Cold Hard as is, like he, he always buttoned head with McCullough over his drug use and, and telling drugs. It's like he... He runs. He wants to run a clean outfit. You know, it's it's respectable in a weird way. I mean, it's just it's incredible. So there you guys have it. That's the conclusion of Rogue Wars. Um, we end with the ones that actually had the Rogue Wars that could only be called <laughs> the, the ones Rogues. that made Chris go rogue on Super. Tuesday. Yeah, this is, I, here's so so look. Um, I'm calling it now. The next two character corners have to be Marvel Marvel characters because I can't do DC right now. I need. I'm completely irrational with DC between reading some of these older stuff and then reading the rebirth stuff. I look at DC and their movies and I go, what the fuck are you guys? You're not even, you're not even trying. You're not even fucking trying. Zero effort. Zero effort. Like this is what people go. Why are you so mad about the costume? I'm like, and I did this on the, on, on the, on um, the nerd off. And I asked a simple question. Maybe you can answer this for me. Deepom. I'll ask it to you. I'll pose it to you and anybody out there. Name a movie. Where they got the costume wrong, and it turned out to be good. Well, mm, you can't. You can't. And so, That's a really good point. So when you start off, because this is the first step, it's the first sign that you you get it. Now, now there's plenty of examples where they got the costume right and it still turned out to be a bad movie. That's fine. But yeah, that step, happens too. But step number one, though, is to get the costume and the look right. When you start because it be the, the first first impressions matter. First impressions matter. So when you put the Flash in a bulky metal suit and you give him blue lightning, you're telling me right there off the bat that you're not paying attention to your own your your own source, and that you don't care, and it's just about making money to you. And so once you start from there and you start at the top, you, the very first thing you start off, you stumble out the gate. You're not going to do it right. You're not going to follow through. 
And I just, I, at this point, after going through, like, I've read so, I literally have every volume one and volume two issue of The Flash right now on my tablet. And I've read a ton of them for this character corner. And it was just making me mad, especially when you get to the John stuff and you see how good and nuanced and just how much care they took into making silly villains seem deadly. I can't do it. So we got to do more of them next. So, um, talk to you about this. I think it'll be great for September. We're going to, we're going to do a uh, ghost rider where I think we're going to kind of step through all of them. Wait um, a second. When's Luke Cage? So Luke Cage is in the, so Luke Cage is in the end of that month. So we'll right, do, cool. we're, sure we're doing Cage. Oh, no, no. Yeah. 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 So we're doing, we're going to start with ghost rider. That probably won't be a long one. And then we'll go into, um, we'll do Luke. Cage. Now here's what I want to think with you. I'm, I'm bringing up here. Luke Cage is September 30th. We'll do Luke Cage, but I'm also thinking, Probably throw a little Missy Knight in there as well. I mean, there's not a lot to do with her, but we'll, you know, kind of like we did with the Daredevil thing, because she'll be in there. We'll find some stuff for her. It's not, it's not a lot to do with that, but we'll, we'll bring in some Missy Knight as well. So, fair enough. One hundred percent. All right, so there you guys have it. The next two will be Marvel villain. I mean, Marvel characters. We're not doing villains anymore either. Gotta, <laughs> gotta get off my villain kick for a little bit, because even I've gone to the dark side a little bit too much. So, um, but there you guys have it. You got anything else you want to say? Add to this, man? No, this has been great. This is it. I love this rogue gallery, and, it, and just talking about it is reminding me of how much. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's incredible. Um, you can find the rest of our reviews. Uh, reviews. You can find the rest of our character corners <laughs> on MTR Network. Search for Character Corner. So join the feed. Uh, find us on iTunes. Leave us a five star review. We'll read it on air. Send us an email. All right. I mean, if you want to try to debate us on this one, you can try. It probably turn into like the new rogues go against the old rogues, but I mean, I'm just saying, you can try, but um, we're right, we're right here, guys, we're right. So, again, guys, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>